we're here. We're live. We are live. We're still working from home, aren't we, Ben? We are. Brayden, what do you think? Vikings. All I care about are Vikings. Finally, a game that I can scratch that God of War itch with. Don't forget Mortal Kombat. There is even more gore coming soon. And Xbox revealed some gameplay footage, apparently. All that and much, much more on tonight's Critical Path. Welcome to The Critical Path. This is episode 96 of Hack the Dino's News and Nonsense Program. We're a little bit later than usual because reasons, but rest assured, we're here now with you, our loving, patient, wonderful viewers. My name is Ben Rosenthal, and I am joined here for episode 96 by the collector of the limbs, the man himself who's about to go ultra instinct, Mr. Dan McGuinness. Oh, oh. Oh, hey, hello, hello. Hello, you're all a flutter. Uh, we're also joined by the game anthropologist, Mr. Floppy Starrick. Hello, everybody. I don't have a cool cup and, of coffee, sorry. And, and last oh, but not least. Don't yell, that is cut out. It actually cut itself out then. <laughs> well, I'm very excited. I'm trying to hype the levels because we're all about to be very angry men earlier. Anyway, Braden's here. He's a millennial falcon. Hello, everybody. I am here as well. Very excited for getting into what we're talking about today. Yes. And if you're excited too, you should totally hit that little thumbs up button over on YouTube when it goes live a little bit later on at youtube.com backslash hack the dino. You should also ring that little bell and hit that subscribe button while you're there because that helps us grow. Uh, you should also hit that follow button if you're with us here on twitch.tv backslash hack the dino or you're over on mixer.com backslash hack the dino or even watching us over on ye oldie Facebook. Never has there been a website more determined to destroy democracy than Facebook. And while you're there destroying democracy, baby, you can like our page for all the video game news. You might also want to join us over on bit.ly backslash hack the dino and join our little community there where we all have a chat and a nice tea party and talk about wonderful things like video games. Mm. But, but before that, you should hear about what we've been playing this week. What we've been playing. Now, I'm not sure, but I'm not sure we're over on Twitch at the moment. So, uh, any- it says we're live. I'm pretty sure we're on, we're live on Twitch. You've got that on your thing because I can't get a I can't get a picture up on mine. Uh, all right, that's fine. Anyhow, what have we been playing? It's a great question. <laughs> Sorry about that. Ben, all right. what, have, what have you been playing? Because uh, I'm very interested to hear how this game has turned out. How this game that you know what I have been playing already is to, is going to turn out. Yes. Well, for those who want to know, I have been playing Gears Tactics over on uh, the Xbox Game Pass. You can see here. Um, I'm just going to bring up my notes because I I'm I'm totally flustered, uh, as you can probably tell. Um, so Gears, it's Gears Tactics. It's set um it's set one year before the first Gears of War. Um, I think I think it was about around about one year, and it's a prequel kind of vibe. Um, you play as a disgruntled Gabriel Diaz who has a uh, gotten so angry at the military he has um, he has demoted himself to the motor pool, and he was wants to work on cars. <laughs> he gets called up by the the coolest guy ever. You can see uh, you can see he looks like Solid Snake. He's a giant um, guy with a mustache and an eye patch. His name is Sid Redburn, and he recruit, recruits you in. 
And your goal is to you have to go. They've found out that there's this locust. You know, the bad guys are called the locusts. There's a locust scientist that is making all the bioweapon monsters. So that's your goal. Your the goal in this game. So it's a small goal, which is what I liked. You just had to go and kill this this dude. Um, this these bio, this this scientist. Anyhow, uh, so you get into it. Yeah, that's your opening scene. You get in your car. You go you go to this place and. It, the game starts out with some beautiful scenes, and it starts off, and it's an XCOM-style game. For those who don't know what an XCOM-style game is, um, it's hard to explain, actually. It's a tactic game, so you can you, you can move a certain amount of, like, spaces, uh, and it's it's turn-based shooting and stuff like that. That's as, as deep as I'm going to go into actually what it is, uh, as you see. Um, straight away, the graphics look great. I was like, yep, this looks beautiful, um, beautiful trees, the and, the, and that. Um... Uh, and then I was like, okay, it's XCOM, XCOM game, games, uh, game, what am I trying to say? Uh, game style. Uh, it is a bit of an easier version though, um, but I did find the controls are a little bit hard to grasp. You had to like do stuff, which I found really strange, like in these normal kind of um, tactical games, you can move your cursor around and you can see where you can move. In this, you had to press A before it put the cursor into the map and then you could move around. And I know that doesn't sound like much, but it actually affects like your flow of your game a lot when you're constantly trying to like just look to see where you want to move next. And you're like, why isn't it working? Oh yeah, I have to press A to get into that mode. So that was a little bit weird. Um, so the movement in this one is a uh, uh, is an, air an area cone instead of more uh, tiles that you used in the uh, XCOMs and your uh, your Phoenix points. And what was the one you played, Brayden? Chimera uh, that Wars? was one of the other, um, yeah, the X newer XCOM yeah, style um, one they've done. What's the other one? Mario Rabbids. That even that yep. used tile, but this is more of a cone movement, as in like an area of effect. Um, it's much much more fast moving than the uh, the uh, original XCOM and stuff like that, because it's basically there's no um, other game in this. Where XCOM had you had the fighting, and then you had your base building part, and then you had your world watching, your widget world watching uh, part of it. <laughs> But yeah, this one isn't doesn't have any of the base building kind of stuff. It just has a uh, leveling up. Um, but first, I want to say so you have your Overwatch technique, which is in all these XCOM ones. Which is, as people who know have played XCOM, is a an ability that you put on the end of your turn, and that means if anyone gets in front of you and moves in their next turn, you'll have a shot at them. The thing I found is the enemies use this at the end of every single turn, so you constantly just had constant Overwatch. But you had an ability in this one that you could do, which was an Overwatch-like interrupter. But that was your whole turn. So you constantly were just using your turns on interrupting their Overwatch, which was really annoying. Mm. Um, uh, but yeah, so you have um, your characters, you level them up as you go through. You have, uh, you can level uh, on a skill tree. So you've got your whole big skill tree there and you can go, you know, I can choose to go this way down the skill trees. It makes me more of a medic or an assault dude or, you know, stuff like that for each individual characters. Um and you can also upgrade your weapons as it like with skill points and all stuff like that. Each character has its own kind of like special ability. Um, you can see there the guy on screen at the moment, uh, Sid Sid Redburn, did his like charge attack. Um, and you have like killing moves as well. So you you wound the characters, and they go into you know like in the, the Gears games where you you're wounded and they're crawling along. And if they get near another player, they can up them. So you have to go and actually like destroy some of them and you get, and every time you do a kill move, like a, a, a like a chainsaw move or stuff like that, all your party gets another AP point, like a, a point to 
do another move in that round. That's nice. So you can you can plan all these attacks like that. That is the main thing I noticed. You have attacks that give AP to your whole team on in the in the real time go, not even on the next turn. So so I thought that was really cool. Um, uh, so you don't have your base. Uh, the game takes about twenty five hours to thirty hours, which is heaps long. It's longer than most Gears games. <laughs> I was gonna say that'd be way longer than the normal just gears games in general like the last one was like um, eight hours wasn't it or ten it was sure wasn't it yeah XCOM, the most recent uh not XCOM, the most recent gears yeah was people were talking about how it was such a short campaign well they usually they have the, the vibers there they usually run about 12 hours 12 to something hours mm. um where yeah and this one's like 25 <laughs> and i'm like that's a real game i'm a real game dad <laughs> uh and yeah so I was um, that was great. Um, overall, it's a great tactics game. Um, yeah, like you know, it fills that. Ah, sorry, it fills that XCOM void. Um, if you're wanting an XCOM, oh, oh, I, know, I know Chimera War kind of fills that void at the moment, but this is a great introduction to tactic games, and especially if you're familiar with the Gears of War universe, you don't have to suss out who the baddies are. You look at those little grunt guys, you know, oh, I know them. They run at you, so they're not going to fire at me. You know what I mean? Like, if you're, if you're into that gear, so you go, that guy, I'll take him out with, like, I don't have to worry about him shooting me because he just runs at me and stuff like that. I didn't quite get to any mega bosses. The tutorial took over an hour. Yeah, I was going to say, because you know, when you were streaming this, um, <laughs> I jumped in and I was like, oh, it's still the tutorial, okay. And then I checked in a little bit later and I was like, Oh, it's still the tutorial. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just kept going. It's, it, it was a long, but I don't actually, I just kind of think it wasn't the tutorial. It was just the first mission go for an hour and it had tutorial elements in it. Um, and yeah, that's it. That's yeah. all I'm going to say I, about it. I was going to say for everything that I've seen about it, it seems like it's just XCOM, but we're going to take some of the more finicky strategy stuff out and we're just going to make it focus dead on the action. Well, the, the thing I didn't like about XCOMs was like uh, doing your base, stressing out about like, there was so much you missed in XCOM. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're yeah. like, did, was I supposed to do that? Was I supposed to let that day go by? Was I supposed to build a satellite? Was I supposed to build a base? Did I miss out on research? And in this, it's just like it's a narrative that you're playing through and you're upping your thing. And if you get to a level that you can't, you know, do, you'll probably go back and just up uh, up your thing. The violence was pretty good in it. It's typical Gears violence. It wasn't as violent as I wanted it to be. But it, <laughs> I don't the think blood any, spurting was not enough. I don't think any game is, yeah, uh, for me in, in violent levels. But, yeah. So I'm going to give it a great beginner's tactics game and a fun entry into the Gears world, definitely. And it wasn't like it's just like a uh, attack on. This is like... Full-fledged game, as I said, it's longer than most Gears games, and um, I reckon they're going to introduce some characters into this. Like Sid Redburn, he's a he, he's the best, he's a rad character. Um, oh, he he might die by the end of it, I don't know, but yeah, they're going to definitely introduce some characters, and you'll probably cross over into some, you know, um, Gears characters you already know and love, younger versions of them, and stuff like that. So yeah, that, that's what I've been playing. Who's Very up nice. next? Well, I do love me a fun entry into anything. Speaking of fun entries. I played Shadow of the Colossus remake. She was wondering where that was going. Yeah, can you never say? <laughs> That's what she said. Um, so uh, I, uh, <laughs> hey, I'm going to get so much hate for my opinions right now. I might as well start off on the wrong foot. Yeah, I read I your played... show. I read your show notes, man. <laughs> uh, I played Shadow of the Colossus remake uh, over the past fortnight, <clears throat> and cue the hate mail. I did not like it. 
at all. Uh, from my experience, the camera is awful and the controls are janky as hell. <laughs> the world is beautiful, but empty and rather boring. The Colossus fights were frustrating. Climbing was absolutely abysmal, uh, especially with the camera controls and everything. Uh the first Colossus battle appeared simple. Like, it, you know, it's that big woolly mammoth type dude. Um, you've seen him in all the trailers and everything. Uh, so there's two points that you have to focus on. The first one being his leg to get him down on his knees and you climb up and you hit him in the head. This is the tutorial level. This is the first thing you come up across. Uh, so I did that and I'm standing at the glowing bit on his head for I reckon 40 minutes going, I'm trying to shine my sword on his weak spot because I thought that's what you had to do. I've never played the original, by the way. This is my first time. Shine your sword on his weak spot. (laughs) Well, that's what they said to do to start off with. Put that on a (laughs) t-shirt. No, I like easy entries. Um, So I'm shining, shining, shining the thing on his head, trying to get him to, to do whatever. And, Turns out in the end, after I had to search three or four different guides to find out what was going on and swearing at the TV a whole heap. Um, no, I had to hold R. So I had to hold R to bend over and then shiny entry <laughs> into his head. Um, so so all, all that was wrong was that you weren't bending over properly. All that was wrong is that I just tried to shove it in without, you know, um, getting nice and close. I just assumed my shiny sword would be able to penetrate from there. But no, I had to get closer and thrust it in. Jesus. Uh, so it don't 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 do this, Brayden. I'm exceptionally good at bad euphemisms, and I will get in trouble if you put me on that path. Yeah, Your Honor. Um, so this is the tutorial level. This should be the most simplest way to describe it. So they either need to spell it out more, or they needed to, I don't know, do it better. Um, I thought I was going to be the only one who, who thought this way about this game because it's regarded as a classic. And after putting it out there and speaking to others, a lot of other people agreed with me. They said that the uh, original game was janky as hell and they didn't really improve any of the controls uh, coming into this remake. And I thought, well, if you're remaking something, isn't like... who Floppy, Brayden, you guys played the original? Yes. And the I first have- remake. And this is the second remake. I have not. As a child with a PS2, I was not interested in this game. Floppy, do you uh, have fond memories of Shadows of the Colossus? Uh, I do, but I think that's because I didn't know any better. Right. Um, so, like, I liked it because it was really different, and I was always one of those kids that liked things that was a bit different. I say kid. I wasn't a kid. I was like 20. That's <laughs> ah, a kid. It's a kid nowadays. But so I liked it because it was artistically different and not mainstream and that sort of drew me to it. I'm well aware that it was not great to control. Thank you. Not, it's okay. not great to control. It is. Uh, it was not uh, intuitive at all. Right. Yeah. So it's 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 a janky game. It, it's bro- it's oh, broken. No, it's not broken, but it's, it's janky as hell. It's just and if badly. this is the second remake they've done and yeah. they still haven't got it right they obviously want these controls to be like anyway um i played it for about an hour and a half won't be going back to it boring did you realize this is the third time around no i didn't actually first you time said it. was on ps2 second one was on ps3 and they came with a like ico and the shadow of colossus double pack ah oh, that's and then right. this is another one that was remade from like the ground up 
and they still didn't fix it. Anyway, the whole place is boring as well. Uh, so <laughs> thumbs down, won't play it again. Glad I got it for free. Uh, I also <laughs> played Animal Crossing as per usual. Although I'm starting, I'm uh, I'm almost uh, I'm over 150 hours into that game, and I'm I'm, I'm just about done with it. I think. Uh, and I also found a really cool game called Evo Land, which I'll go into a little bit later on. But for now, I'm going to handball the sword over to Brayden. Handball the sword over. I mean, yep. sure, that works. Um, I've legit just been playing more Animal Crossing and XCOM. Um, but other than that, uh, I joined Dan for the uh, stream on Sunday. Uh, the two of us were playing some Division 2. This is Sorry our actual that. footage as well of us playing. And, um, yeah, so we'll see how good Dan is at shooting and see how many kills I steal from him when he gets someone down really low and I piss him off by taking the final shot at him. This this is that level brain that you loved that uh, we're in we're in the uh, the space center. Oh yes. Oh, this was dope. So in the middle of this, all of a sudden, it's just like, oh cool, we're in a massive observatory and like people are shooting <laughs> at us from like broken panels. And then there was another section where an actual like space shuttle like dropped from the ceiling and like collapsed onto like where its display was. This section was awesome. It was like the little like Mars rover and everything. Oh, it was great fun. We had yeah. a great night flying. Yeah, I'm the. The main the main um missions in these ga- in this game is heaps cool because they got you go to all these really they've got thought about like where's a really interesting place you could have a firefight yeah at like a space center or like like what, did we do one the other night where it was like uh, the uh, an American museum a history of America and you're going yeah. through like all of like you know the 1950s cars and stuff like that and it goes through all the years. Yeah, cool. they do a really good job of fleshing out, like, it's, I mean, it's literally just, what well, it's Washington, isn't it? Yeah, because it's got, like, the White House and stuff is, like, its central hub. But, like, they've just filled it out with all of these main missions set in all these dope locations that give every main mission, like, a bit of fun flavor to it. And, I mean, like, sure, the game is still just, like, it's still just a, like, big multiplayer, like, third-person shooter, but they've kept it quite interesting because the world's just dope mm, mm, true true we are having some trouble with twitch at the moment no one can seem to log on so uh, i will just say i've just logged on to our mixer channel at mixer.com backslash hack the dino it appears to be streaming over on mixer okay so if everyone wants to head over on, head on over to mixer mixer.com backslash hack the dino they can watch the game show there for do you want to put that in free. the chat sure gonna- will make a uh, conspiracy here i believe that it's part of the uh, inside xbox 2020 experience and they're just trying to take down twitch so they're trying to force everyone to go over to mixer well this would be the most gameplay footage they've seen on it <laughs> excellent oh what a burn thank you i'll be here all week oh my god try the veal <laughs> god delicious um but yeah so if you guys want to like cruise over to uh mixer we've got that in the uh i know this isn't too cool for the podcast people but if you want to cruise over to mixer if you want to watch this live please cruise over there the uh link is in the description in the link in the twitch chat but far from that let's move on oh uh, floppy's like still got something to play <laughs> that's what i mean move on oh okay cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right well i've been playing something a little bit different uh i decided to pick up cooking mama cook star on the switch is it are you sure it's called cook star it wasn't I what you wrote it in the notes sure. as cock star that was a spelling error oh now <laughs> who wants to be pending over i can't type to save my life um anyway so i picked up uh, cooking uh, mummy cooking mama 
Cookstar. Uh, it's the latest game in the series that I think has been going since the DS. And I'm this is like the 10th or 11th game in this series. I've never played one of them um, for obvious reasons. Uh, but it was this one's had a bit of controversy surrounding it. It got pulled off the eShop. There's been no more physical copies out there. I'm not sure what the actual reason was, but there was talks of um, what is it, data mining? I don't believe it. Yeah, the like anyway, Bitcoin mining, yeah, chunk something thing. crazy like that. And then um, there's been a bunch of stuff with the developer and the publisher, and, and yeah, someone didn't a... have the right to release it or something. Anyway, anyway, it was enough to pique my interest. I got to see what this thing is about because this thing is selling for like crazy dollars online now as well. Um, it is a cooking game. It is a cooking game that is purely made for this version anyway to showcase the movement controls of the of the Joy Cons in the Switch. Um, it's simple. It's actually kind of fun. You literally do just sit there with different recipes, preparing them by prompts that pop on the screen, by shaking your Joy-Con sideways to grate some cheese or chopping things by um, swinging your arm up and down or button presses, almost like quick time events, um, things like that. So this is, this is a weird one. You have to dye cheese to make a rainbow cheese toasted sandwich. Really gross. Like who the hell would ever eat that? Um, Me? Of course, Dan would eat that. It's uh, a great idea. Kind of I didn't even know that was a thing you could do. What was that? Dye cheese. Yeah, I didn't know that too until I did it on this incredibly realistic video game. And then I found <laughs> out it was real. Um, the other thing it does, and I don't know if it's done this in all the other games, but it definitely does it in this one. Once you've finished your meal, uh, it prompts you oh. to take Instagram photos of it and then post it for likes. And you get a little chat bubble that pops up next to it with all the different likes coming up for you. Oh my god, I'm um, about, we're about to see the toasted sandwich. That I was going to yeah, say that will. that is a new thing in this one—the whole like Instagram sharing thing. I thought it might be. Yeah, I played one of the. I think I played the original on the DS when I was a little kid, and yep. my little sister and I had it. And yeah, I remember playing it. Like, I mean, like, yeah, it's it's fun enough as it is. Like, yeah, it, it is. It is pretty fun. Like, one of the coolest things is I can play it with my kids. So my kids uh, are quite. Two of my kids are quite young. Um, so just by doing the, the the hand movements and things like that, on the, look how good Dan loves this. Um, they can get into it, and so it's a bit of fun to have with them and stuff like that as well. That looks so gross. So you um, can so you can make food and then like position it in different positions yeah, on the plate, and, get, and then is, is it a hypothetical Instagram or does it go to actual Instagram? No, no, it's a hypothetical Instagram. As far as I can, or unless I've just started up a new account and don't even know it, which is quite possible. Um, but yeah, so you get different backgrounds. You can have this is a like a that's a a fancy that's called fancy. So it's like a restaurant. There's diner. There's a picnic. There's Mama's um, kitchen, um, and you can add stickers and things like that to them as well to the pictures. Uh, as you go along and do each recipe, you can unlock each re- like new recipes. And there's everything from toasted sandwiches to rice bowls to burgers to um, Asian food that I'm not really sure how to pronounce or what it is, but it looks. Okonomiyaki. Yep, that's the one. That was one. I see. Um, weirdest thing about it that I've found so far, failing failing doesn't really matter. <laughs> so like, you can just... You can Sounds like a typical Nintendo it. game, actually. Yeah, you can destroy this cheese toasted sandwich, fail it on every step that you have to do, and then she still goes, yay, and then you get to take a photo of a perfectly cooked sandwich, um, which is odd. You just Everything you do gets rated into three stars. Um, and yeah. Uh, Surprisingly, though, 40 hours to complete this game. 
<laughs> what? 40 hours. And that's not like, uh, that's why I looked it up on uh, how long to beat, where they usually give you a main story, story plus extras and completionists. This is just 40 hours straight up for the whole game. Jesus. I can't imagine myself putting 40 hours into this thing, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, it has copped a little bit of flack uh, by being pretty much, I think it's almost like a carbon copy of the last version of the game. And a crypto mining uh, currency crypto Ponzi mining scheme, yeah, which was disproven um, anyway. But, uh, but I haven't played the others anyway, so I've, I've actually found it quite fun. Uh, I don't know how much time we'll sink into it, but it's, it's a fun little uh, escape with the kids. Hmm. Very nice. I'll give it two toasted sandwiches. Two. I give it one big okonomiyaki. Yes, me too. News. Should we? Yeah, I was gonna say. Should we move on to the news now? <laughs> Everyone has read the room, Dan. Jesus. Right, breaking news here. We saw just a mere 20 or so hours ago the Series X from Xbox Direct or the 2020. First of all, what the hell is up with uh, Microsoft's marketing department? Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. first of all, we get the Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One X, Xbox XL, baby. Uh, and then the, what, at 2020, what does that mean? Besides the fact reminding us that 2020 is the worst year ever. Um, it's a 20 slash 20. I don't even know what yeah. that means. Is that 20 out of 20? Like we, we got uh, I think full, it's tw 2020 vision is full, full the scores. general connotation. I don't know what they were trying to do. Anyway, Xbox marketing. What the hell? Um, so we, uh, we, we were promised some gameplay. Uh, and we were promised a closer look at what's coming to Series X in the latter part of the year. Um. We promised a lot. We got a lot of in. Well, I, I want to say in in game cutscenes. <laughs> like there was a little bit of gameplay, but from what I could see, there wasn't a lot of exclusives. There, yeah. there was no Halo, which was silly. Um, I mean, it was well put together, apart from as uh, Imran from Kind of Funny uh, tweeted out just before uh, we went live. Um, he said, "Hey, Microsoft, you're a trillion dollar company. Buy your executives a blue Yeti." Uh, which I thought was. Yeah, hey, no, what do you guys think? One. I, we, all, we all watched it. So the setups were shocking. It was. I think I watched the whole thing and I went, and then I went, oh, "That's all right." And then I went, "Hang on, no, it wasn't. That was supposed to be. <laughs> that was supposed to be the review of the next gen graphics." And when you think back to it, well, hang on, was there any next gen graphics in that whole thing? That vampire one was a joke. Did you see? What was that called? Oh, it looked like Vampire Fierce Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Yeah, they looked like, and that game didn't even, like, the, the, the first version of that wasn't cartoony. And, like, I have no. terrible character models. This is supposed to be next gen. And I was like, am I just looking at, like, game indie Game Pass games? Like, I was but, like, oh, no. There were, but don't get me wrong, there was a couple of great games in there, like, which we will go over. Mm. But, Overall, I was a little bit disappointed, and I was like, "Come on, come on!" Um, it, it also like jaded me. I'm just going to mention this that uh, when I was waiting for it, you know, to come into it to start, the chat was so toxic. The, the Xbox oh. fanboys were so horrible. Just in the waiting room, like they were just like they were talking more about PS5 and how much they hate PS5 more than how much they love Xbox. Yep. Which, which it is like, Ugh. and then they just started spooling out. Um, Last of Us Two last, spoilers. Last of Us Two spoilers, and I'm like, why? Are you? And I just and I was like, I 
I saw stuff I shouldn't have seen. And they did it in ways so it's only two words. So yeah. you just you can see it. And I and I turned it off. And I was like, you know, F you, bloody turkey dickheads. Alien juggernaut. I thought that was a real weird one. Anyway, Braden, what did you think of the uh, the whole sex box reveal? Yeah, so I checked this out this afternoon. I'm watching the, uh, like, up on YouTube version of it, the not live version, and avoided all comment sections after seeing you guys chat in our Discord saying that it was disgusting in there. Um, I was, yeah, I was, it, my expectations were nothing, and I they were met. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, when this this whole thing's like, okay, cool, we're, my thing with it is the entire time they're hyping up we're gonna be the first we're gonna show you some assassin's creed valhalla gameplay and i'm like sweet cool i can't wait to get to that like that's gonna be dope and we're seeing all this new stuff i'm like cool we're seeing all this new stuff um about halfway through uh it was when um uh, i was looking up other stuff at the same time and i saw it was apparently announced beforehand that it was all just third party people like but the messaging there wasn't super clear to some. So a lot of people were like, hey, where is Halo? Where is all the big stuff that we yeah, want? Where was from Halo? The Xbox stuff? Where was so Halo? It was, they did a Halo will be its own thing. They did a mention that it was not going to have any Halo on it. They weren't ready to show that. They are doing one of these each month on the lead up to launch. So each month with we're going to get a 2020. So I understand not wanting to come out of the gate with your, your full load, but you know, you also have to, <laughs> sometimes I say things just to see the reactions of everyone else. Uh, so I can understand them holding off, but come on, just show us a snippet of Halo. Show us that it exists beyond cinematic trailers. Well, what I've got from it, I watched it and I was like, that didn't seem like games they were super keen to show us. It just seemed like games that they had. Yeah. Like, not, not, not games they wanted to show, just games that they had. Like, we've got this to show. Let's just put this out. Um, but Dirt Five looked alright. Yeah, I was gonna say, but well, we will get into some like, the nitty gritty of some of the actual games in a sec. But not to say yeah. that it was all bad and all the games are bad. It was just that the the announcement, the way they did it was bad. It's not to say all the games are bad. Well, I'm gonna put myself on record saying that. Like some of them look great, and we're gonna get into mm. the ones that I was. I I, I still pitched a tent over some of them. Don't worry. <laughs> I was gonna say one thing where I was gonna um. Like this, this is the thing that I think we're going to really struggle with, with getting into this next gen stuff and showing it off to people, especially when it's now going to be all over the internet. Um, you can't really show off graphics over a stream because stream speeds and like everyone's download speeds to view the stream. If you're, if you're not watching on like a 4k, like everything in done perfectly, like you can't really get a grasp for the new stuff they're bringing to in this next generation no well also we've discussed this before and it was brought up today in an ign article by tom marks uh this is going to be the first console generation where we don't see that astronomical leap in graphics because mm. i mean how far can we go all right when back in the old playstation one days and the playstation two days and the nintendo 64 on the gamecube you looked at those graphics and going oh holy smoke um but you know the the Xbox Series X especially is like a really really high end PC now. Like we're not going to see that graphical jump. So loading times and gameplay are going to be the big things that jump 
from this generation. And I think a lot of people thought they were going to get their eye socks, uh, eye socks, eye sockets blown out of their face because because that sentence makes much more sense. Good work, Ben. Um, <laughs> Still going strong. <laughs> thank you. Uh, because they assumed there was going to be that next graphical leap, but you can't. Short of uh, holograph technology, this, this is what you got. The problem, and also I think the problem is with it is that we've had this thing happening, this this global disaster. Console places have announced that they're not going to be able to make as many consoles at the moment. So then you've got these game developers that are like, oh, well, why would I make a game for uh, for Series X or PlayStation 5 when there's only going to be a limited amount of consoles, which means the limited amount of sales can possibly happen when you've got a billion, zillion people with a PlayStation, uh, an, an Xbox. Uh, That's the official number. Yeah, a billion zillion PlayStation Four sold. Yeah, There's about uh, seventeen Xboxes. Yeah, we've got billion so zillion. You got, you got, got, say, you got a million people will buy the new one, but then you've got like seventeen million that have the old one. I'm clearly going to want to. Like, I'll just make my game for my old system, and they're like, "No, don't. Why don't you make it for both?" And then they've done that for one person. Now everyone's like, "Oh, we we want those sales as well." And now like, I don't know if this is how it works. Like I said, I'm not an expert in, in marketing or anything like that, but like. If I was a game developer bringing my game out around about now, I'd want it on both consoles. Therefore, if your game has to be on both consoles, it has to be able to run on both consoles. So how much of a leap can the the, the new version have? Because it has to be able to run on the old consoles. So that means it can only theoretically have a graphic leap, not a whole world leap. You know what I mean? Not a a thing. Because I would expect the new consoles when they come out, that the game of the old generation could not run on it. Like, it shouldn't be able to run on the old generation game, the new generation stuff. It should be so far advanced that it just makes the other one shit itself as soon as it, like, it even gets But you got to remember as well, we had mid-generation upgrades. We had the PS4 True. Pro and we had the Series 1X, um, whatever it was. Uh, so it's not like a full skip. They had those four years and then bought out a console and now you have uh, an extra three years. Um, so, yes, I, I understand where you're coming from, but there is that intermediate jump that we haven't had before. And I honestly think that halfway through this generation is when we'll start to see all those graphical upgrades. And just for the record, the PS4 has uh, reached 106 million units sold. Not a billion squilling. I was going to say one other thing quickly before we get into actually talking about our thoughts on like what they showed off, like games wise. Like, I think this is a, this is a weird time where, yeah, we're not going to be focusing on graphics, but they're also not actually showing us anything yet of like, hey, here's some comparisons for load times and here's all this stuff because those are the things that are going to be getting a massive leap in this sense. So I'm hoping that in next month's thing, since they're doing this each month, a new thing, like they show off like, hey, this is how fast all of our shit's going to load because they haven't shown that yet and that's like their new thing. Mm. They need to show some side-by-sides of that happening, load screens, uh, you know, rendering in-game, that sort of stuff. So that can actually show exactly what the difference is True. as opposed to showing just a thing that you assume is better. So not sure now, I'm just going to uh, quickly, we've lost complete Twitch like chat at the moment and everything. I'm just going to restart the stream. Is that okay with you guys? It'll sure, just... we'll be back after these short messages. Yes. Well, so it's kind of annoying. Enough.
And theoretically, we are back. <laughs> whether we're whether it's working on Twitch, we don't know. Welcome back to Hack the Dino, episode 96 of The Critical Path, where nothing goes wrong and everyone's happy. We're talking about Series X reveal uh, before the break, and now we're going to go into some of the games that they did reveal. I will say, just before we go into that, though, however, um, at least they showed us something, because Sony, what the hell? Yeah, true. It's very true. Sony showed nothing. Nothing. We have nothing. No thing. They you know things. things. You, you, you know things, right? I've seen things. You've seen things. We all know yeah. of things, right? Uh, Xbox has some things. Nintendo has some things. There's, there's lots of things everywhere. Twitch is working. Sony has no things. Twitch is working. Just putting it out there. Twitch, <laughs> Sony doesn't even have Twitch. They have you know nothing. They, you know what they do have, though? They have the they have the fan base already because every time that this happens, Xbox bring out something, they show lots of stuff, they do all these people talk about it for a week. Sony goes, Oh, here's a controller, and everyone forgets Xbox. It is gone. Oh, yeah, that's what I, I say that every week. It's it's such a balancing act at the moment. Everyone's at equal footing. And if one person just does an announcement, they're like, Yeah, I'm better than you. And the next person goes, We got a controller. And went, oh, far out controller. Just, and then like, it just goes like that. And it's just like, and it, it, it is, um, it's all just bloody, um, it just, it just, it's just a matter of what you like. It doesn't matter. Like the, the fanboy culture is so gross. I was going to say on the fanboy culture as well, like even you guys were saying, the, the chat for this Xbox stream was filled with stuff about. PlayStation stuff like what? What are they there's your, there's your advertising. Yeah, they, I reckon it's. I reckon everyone needs like they just need to sit down and work out their little calls for help, or a call of the sea, which is one of the games we saw on the Xbox. You should see the thumbs up I'm getting off screen. We're finally uh, going to talk the, about uh, some games. <laughs> one of the Series X games we saw. So the first one I'd like to talk about is Call of the Sea. Dan, have we got some footage there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a first-person adventure game set in the 1930s as you play a character called Nora as she explores a South Pacific island in search for the, uh, the, the, of her missing husband. So this is very much, I think, a, a walking sim yeah. in the line of uh, Gone Home. Uh, what Remains of Edith Finch, those types of games. Basically, games Ben likes to play. So I was very excited about this. It looks great. Um, and I love an old uh, uh, island adventure. I was going to say, I, are you expecting like adventure game elements to it where like you're like solving stuff? or I think it'll just be a, a puzzle walking sim. Well, like, so, I, I'm so not expecting much else. What percentage of these games that they showed are series x games did they say they were all on series x they're all on series x uh some of them had the little what are they calling it the shared play the cross play whatever the it is smart delivery smart delivery the smart delivery logo came up on some of them so for example yakuza not yakuza uh what was it it was uh, i think jacuza <laughs> yeah, it's the, the French, French one, mate. the French Yakuza. <laughs> uh, well, for example, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I think, came up with the the, the Switch Play or whatever it was. Um, yeah, but uh, oh, cool to see. That was one that perked my interest a lot. Uh, anyone else have any thoughts on that before I move on? Uh, I thought it didn't look good enough. <laughs> I mean, for a Series X thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It just looks like it could run on anything. It looked like it, was, it looked like it looked like a, de- a little bit more detailed Fortnite. Like I was just like. Mm. So they've already said there is going to be no Series X exclusive games for the first year. Yep. 
Does that mean they're all cross cross backwards, cross yes. smart delivery action? Yes. Yep. Far out. What a bunch of pelicans, mate. What are they doing? So yeah, smart delivery is the thing where if you have it, it it'll come out on uh, what's the current one? One one. One. Uh, it'll it'll come out on the one X. The sex. And then then it'll come. No, then when the sex comes out, then it'll come out on the sex. So right now it's on the bone, and then it'll come out if you've bought got it on the bone. Then when it, the sex comes out, if you get a sex, so Scarlet Nexus is uh, the next game coming out. Uh, <laughs> described as a psychokinetic, uh, uh, sorry, oh gosh, a uh, Yuto Sumagari is a psychokinetic, whatever that is, in the city of New Himuka. Uh, it's a place where technology and psychic abilities are used to wage war. This looks sick. This is my. This was my 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 tent picture. My my my. Right, this. Look at this. This is like. Okay, I'm gonna make a rule. I'm the only one who's allowed to do euphemisms. This looks like. Can we do God of War? This looks like God of War. Um, Bayonetta. Uh, Astral. Uh, what's the other one? What was that one? Astral called? Chain. Astral Chain. All mixed in with this unbelievably good-looking anime style. Like the anime characters in this look so good, and everything. I was just so interested. I was like, oh, my God. Is it? And I was like, please not to be a JRPG. And it wasn't. It was a smasher opera, which is what I wanted it to be. <laughs> like, look at this guy. He looks great. Like, every- I was going to say, the one thing that sold me on it was this guy with his face thing and the, look at the like tech stuff. And, oh, it looks dope. And, like, not based on any other anime. And then you see the actual fights. Look at that. Throwing a car on someone. You can always win throwing, like, uh, what is it, physics-based, like, power projectiles is... At one stage, he throws a train at someone, and I was like, I'm down. I am so down with lobbing a train at some weird pot plant, man. <laughs> and look, I, 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 and then the music in this, which we can't hear, was so on point. Oh, the piano in this was gorgeous. Oh, man. Like, look at this stuff happening. So, yeah, this was this was obviously what, what, uh, a, very, a very me game. To me, this does look like the next jump in graphics because anime styles like you know this 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 have always looked not that good do you know what i mean where like, this looks like perfect am i the only person that thinks it has three or four different art styles in the same on the screen at the same time no <laughs> i think <laughs> i think they're style. definitely playing with the cell shading um yeah, it, it's the certainly the nicest looking cell shading i've seen from a game um, you know how some cell shaded games you, you get that uh, just the the I might even be the ray tracing, but the lighting never really sits right. It's always either too bright or too dark. They don't mm. really get that that good mesh. Whereas I think this is has got very very good uh, uh, blending in with the backgrounds and the characters and the lighting. I think it it just looks really really good, really well, good. The Game Boy Dad thinks. Oh no, that might have been like the other game he's talking about. It looks like a three sixty game. Yeah, that was the first one he's talking about. Oh yeah yeah. And then I, I have the opposite opinion of that one than you, Ben. Like I think it, I think all the styles are way too different, and it made it look heaps. That's fair uh, enough. Disjointed. That that is a fair enough assumption. I didn't think it that is, is. But this is the internet, so I have to uh, disagree and, and like <laughs> insult him or something. Dude, don't make me yell out last of your spoilers at you for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, next game we're going to talk about is one called Scorn, and I thought Dan might like to play oh, this. Dude. Uh, oh, dude, I'm all over Braden. this. This, this is a first. Me, this is a this is a cinematic nothing, and it gave me the willies. <laughs> it gave me the willies. Um, it's a first-person horror adventure. 
Uh, very Geiger looking. Look at Isn't look it? at all those phalluses. As someone who is a, as someone who is a Geiger expert, a Giger, it is very, very, very him. Did you just refer to yourself as a Giger? A, ge- <laughs> a Giger expert. I'm a geek Giger. Geeker. Dan's on the forum posts and the fandom tumblers and everything for the oh, the HR Giger phalluses. Oh yeah, oh, it's so, festy. So the weird thing about this game is this has been in my stre- this has been in my Steam um, wish list for two years now. Um, there is like there, there is like forty minutes of gameplay footage of this game online that you can just see has been out for ages. I don't know why they didn't do like a gameplay trailer. Because they weren't showing anyone gameplay. They were showing in-game captures. I think we got gameplay from uh, the first one we, we talked about, the uh, Call of the Sea, and uh, I think from Scarlet Nexus as well. But this one, it was just this cutscene that we're watching now. Sorry, podcast listeners. Oh. And uh, that was it. Oh, I mean, nice uh, to say this is it. But when Dan said, Sorry. Dan said that uh, this has been on his Steam watch for a while, I again went, oh, man, that, why? We're not it's getting not any even- next-gen. It's what? not even new stuff. Like, there, like this is something that's been in development for two years already. Like, not just in development, but like out in the wild. The um, this game, the actual when you play it is so rad. Like, see that there's a little like face that you snap on. Like, you all your guns are organic, and they like have mouths, and they mouth onto each other, and you pull bits and put them onto each other. I I can't believe they didn't show any of that stuff. Like, I'm legit gonna existence. bomb. Yeah, you this could, is disgusting. You, <laughs> that's great uh okay so moving along we're going to go to second extinction which is a co-op first person shooter uh where you just have dinosaurs running at your face and it's your job to not let them eat said face by blowing them away with your big bullets out of your big old guns so from my understanding dinosaurs have like just we recloned them and they took over just like jurassic park and now we have to clear the earth of uh all the Deinonychus. This is just like left for dead with dinosaurs. Yeah, I'm here for it. Like I'm fine with that, but like it is just it's not a new idea. And it doesn't even look I mean it looks okay. That looks okay actually if it's online. Because it says team up. But yeah, you see the hordes coming and I'm like, left for dead. It's see there's, there's three of you. You know, look at this. Left for dead. Um I like the in the chat we've got two rock twenty twenty. <laughs> yes. I'd play that. Yeah, who wouldn't play Two Rock Twenty Twenty? Uh, needs more mist. I did like the amount of gore in this game, though. Like the, you see, the dinosaurs blowing up everywhere, bits and pieces, legs going everywhere, and I'm like, yeah, man. Imagine blowing I would up. Like it if it was flipped. You play a dinosaur, and you've got humans coming to try and capture you, and you just Ooh. eat them. That'd Give be great. I wonder days, if that. Mate, and you can I be man eater. I wonder if that will be like actually one of the gameplay elements of it because Left 4 Dead ended up having that multiplayer mode where you could be the humans and you could also play as the zombies. So I wonder if they'll do that with the dinos. Uh, I'm, and as for Floppy's comment uh, before about Maneater, sorry, I said I wanted to be a dinosaur, not a dino boar. Ooh, it's a shark. It's a shark. Yeah, but it's going to be a boring game. Dude, yeah. you, you can turn into the megalodon and armored like dinosaur shark. A yeah, little, but this is the internet. Aside, a little aside, sharks with have you seen the story for Maneater? You actually are a shark who's got this raging thirst for uh, a shark hunter called Scaly Pete because he killed Ooh. your shark mum. That's that's Jaws. <laughs> isn't that Jaws two? Like no, Jaws three. He goes around the world like chasing hunt- certain yeah. people, and there's a bit where you can see in Jaws they're like in an aeroplane and they're talking, and it pans out, and the shark's following the aeroplane. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! That's this is what see man eater. Get on it. 
something else you can get on is the medium. It's another Dan game, I feel. Uh, in this game, you travel through uh, the real world and the spirit realm, with each world having music composed by two different artists. Uh, the spirit world's composed by Silent Hill composer Akira Yama... Oh, gosh, darn it. Yamo, uh, Yamaoka. Y- Yamaoka? Yamaoka. I'm sorry. I know he's a listener to the show. But uh, the Silent Hill composer... <laughs> um, oh, it just started raining really hard. Developed this game. Atmosphere. This game looks so spooky as well. I it, it yuck yuck yuck. I mean, visually, like graphically, like this is cinematics, so it's not gameplay. But uh, it's it's it is it is pretty, and it's spooky, and the logo is my favorite part of it. I got some control vibes from the stuff that we saw. Ooh. So we're uh, we're experiencing uh, the Adelaide internet rain right now. So we uh, got very very a lot of lacking in uh sinking but that's fine um i uh, actually thought this game looked amazing i was uh, i didn't like the first half of the trailer at all i was like what's this like some sort of heavy rain and then as soon as it cut into like double worlds uh you know the 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 silent hill like composer so and it's got that vibe like silent hill had two worlds you know like you know you could go between like the 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 stuffed up rusty world and this one i'm like is this gonna be something awesome Wow, that is so loud, that rain, hey? I apologize. We can um, hear it a little bit. It's not too bad. All right, cool. Um, oh, I just got it. So you got this guy that came up now, that, and then it goes into it shows actual gameplay from now on. It, and the end half of this trailer was really where it sold me. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This looks like a next-gen game. This looks like this is, you know, this is what the kind of stuff they should be showing. Not bloody vampires dinner party with a whole bunch of terrible like cartoon models what was that one called it looked like the sims vampire masquerade yeah vampire masquerade we're not even showing footage of that because it looks so bad you can see here like the the sims <laughs> that's not i chose the ones that i thought would appeal to each of us not that it looked bad gotta say though the logo and the what, that, that i assume i assume that's the cover art like that is that's freaking brilliant that's well done yeah it's um it looks great. That'll be definitely one I'll grab. Right. And, if, and if it's got added violence in it, if there's gore and stuff like that, bloody you're awesome, mate. Well, if you want gore, Dan, maybe you'd like to play a little game called Yakuza Like a Dragon. That's right. It's another Yakuza game that's been out in Japan since January this year, but it's coming to next-gen consoles because why not? Um, yeah, Dan, you're a Yakuza fan. I'm not. I got this uh, I got this trailer off of the PlayStation site. <laughs> <laughs> This is right. So yeah, I was gonna say, well, this doesn't, this doesn't excite me. I just found this trailer on every console. Why is this on the Xbox? Like them trying to make it look like this is their great game when there's already a trailer out for it for PlayStation, um, and is out on PlayStation in another country where you could probably import it and you know get some subtitles for yeah. it. Is this gonna be the first Yakuza game on Xbox? Or did Number Six come out on Xbox? I don't think it did. No, I think you're right. Well, I think, that, every, I think this is the first time it's ventured off a of PlayStation. No, no. But well, so this is what they're doing at the moment, in my opinion. Um, Xbox doesn't have, you know, Japanese people are a lot of gamers, and that's where games come from. They don't like Microsoft. They don't like Xbox. But I've noticed in Game Pass recently, Game Pass has got all the Yakuza games are suddenly coming popping up in Game Pass. So you get a whole bunch of them on Game Pass now. So they're really trying to, I think, really? get that. Yeah, they're um they're all on there. So you can get the Japan. I think they're trying to get that Japanese audience to come over a bit. You know, come on, we got Yakuza. Yeah, we're not we're not all dickheads. We're not <laughs> <laughs> only some of us. Um, so I'm. Um, I think my 
yeah, there, I think we will see a lot more um, Japanese like orientated games that they're trying to get over on Game Pass, and that is another thing that like, oh, do it. That's an Xbox logo, a PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you. I love that you only took it from the PlayStation YouTube. That's the best. Why not? I thought it was funny. I, I did that on purpose. I wanted to show you guys that I actually did. I um, was super keen for this so, until so, I found out it was turn based. Yeah, well, do you know it's so weird. The trailers. I couldn't find any like footage of the actual like fighting part of it, and I was like, oh. I've never seen it either. Oh. Oh. But anyhow, um, yeah. So it, it, I mean, I love Lacuza. Uh, I I haven't played this one yet. Um, this one looks like it's more comedy. Did you see like him with his like you know he's like a lit you know he's got power bats and stuff like that. It seems well, like- I think they're going away with the old storyline as well. I think uh, the original Yakuza character is done. At least he's not the main protagonist in this game. They're going with a whole different cast of characters. Oh, he, he might have oh. he, yeah he might have like just gone for his like you know just done his uh, career in slot car racing with other children. <laughs> uh, speaking of, oh, no, you said other. Uh, Bright Memory Infinite <laughs> is a game that uh, Dan wanted to throw in here. I was uh, unsure, but this is what kicked off the stream for us. I was impressed by it because there's a DeLorean in there. Yeah, well, look at this game. Right? Watch, watch what, what's happening here. You, you're, you're in, like, the future, and then you, as you're playing, it goes into, like, it looks like it goes from feudal Japan. Like, it, it, it warps in time as you're playing. And look at these graphics, man. This is, is next-gen graphics. Look, look how much shit's going on. There's, like, like we- vanquish. Yeah, there, it, there's wind going. There's everything. And as you're playing, if you look here, you've got a, you've got a grappling hook, which is very bullet storm. You can see here. He smashes down, and now he's in. He's in like now he's fighting a Roman in like Roman times. He's got a sword, brings out the sword, uh, slashes a dude up, grapples him, pulls out a gun, shoots him, chops his arm off, and then he's going between times. And I'm like, this is sick. Look how much stuff is happening. Yeah, uh, this was this was the game that it did start off, and I was like, okay, this is actually freaking dope. Um, also, apparently, one dude made this. Yeah. What? what? Really? Yep. One dude. That name at the start, it's like this one Asian dude, and he's the only, he's like the person who made this game. Sweet. There's the DeLorean, because it's a time travel thing. Uh, yeah, but this game looks cool. I was excited about this. Uh, and last but not least, let's talk about Assassin's Creed Valhalla. We're going to talk about the stream and everything uh, just after this. But we only saw in-game footage, and this was one of the ones they were saying, "Oh, come back, check back for the Xbox thing to see." Uh, uh, gameplay, and no, we didn't see gameplay. It's not gameplay. It's I. I don't see any HUDs. Uh, that's the only thing I care about with like these games. I just want to see the HUD, what the game looks like as you're playing it. I don't care if it's done in the game engine or the gameplay. I I, I want the actual game. What does it look like? No yeah, one like, knows. All of these shots of like the the Viking longboats and stuff, like those are all like okay, cool. It's in game. Show me what it looks like. I want to see what it looks like when I'm playing it. Because if, if anyone knows, like, in any game that's got a photo mode, you can take a photo in a game or get an angle that looks better than the game. Do you know what I mean? Like, where yeah. this is that they've chosen these angles, they've done the, they've got the, the spots of the game, which is the perfect lighting, the angles and all that cinematic looks, but that's not what the game looks like, I'm afraid. Yeah, that's, at best, it's a quick time cutscene, which they even do anymore. Quick, ti- uh, uh, quick time some event. Some games do. Yeah. Mm. I don't like quick time events. Um, but but it's still this game looks great. It's gonna be great. I just wish they showed some footage of it. Like they they were like, oh, you want to see what the next game looks like or what? 
Yeah, and that the, show, the, show it, and then they the didn't entire, show it. The entire rest of the stream had like little like subheadings underneath saying like, "Stay tuned, Assassin's Creed Valhalla gameplay first up coming soon," and like you'd wait the whole time. Like they keep showing this thing, and you're like, "Oh my god, I'm so excited for gameplay!" No, it never yeah. showed it in the end, did it? No, no gameplay at all. Uh, so I think overall they've got uh, a lot of room to improve for the next one next month. So we'll be reporting on that when but, it but, uh, goes live. Then again, you got PlayStation doing nothing as well, and and Switch, uh, Nintendo doing nothing. No one's trying. They've just given up. They've just like, well, yeah, they've given up. Or there's a global pandemic going. I don't know something I, something I, like Xbox that. Is, I Xbox still, has done their thing. I, now in a week or so. PlayStation will show us the new charge cable for the controller and, and everyone will forget about Xbox again. Look, we got a battery pack. A rumble pack. Well, that's it, that, everything will be about that. What a wicked oh, charge cable. Floppy, like A, a plus for that because that was brilliant. <laughs> okay, I, I want to go back moments. and talk about the reveal that happened uh, last week for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yes, please, 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 uh, please. Now, they dropped the stream out of nowhere. Yeah. It was just sort of like, I remember getting up in the morning and a message from Floppy just saying, hey, Ubisoft is streaming the Assassin's Creed reveal. Oh, okay. So I turned it on and they had... Um, is it the art one? Oh, who's, who's the artist? Is it 8-Bit Boy or something like that? Boss Logic. Boss Logic. Thank you. Uh, Boss Logic, who is a very well-known um, internet artist who does a lot of work for a lot of internet-based things. Anyway, they got him to draw the poster over an eight-hour stream or something. Uh, so you actually saw him piecing it all together in Photoshop and, and drawing it live. And it was it was great. So you finally got to see the Vikings get revealed. Hey. i got to say, uh, I, when I saw you send that message through Floppy, I was struggling to get to sleep because it was like the middle of the night. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll jump in and have a look. And I, I should have been asleep. <laughs> and I looked and I was like, oh, okay. Like, and it was only focusing on this one tiny bit in the right side. And I looked at it and I was like, Oh, okay. So it's like medieval England. Like, and that was all I got from it. So I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. And then I went to bed and then I woke up and it's like, no, it's freaking Vikings. And I'm hype as hell. Apparently uh, the chat saying that the artist was an Australian as well. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's great. Yeah. That's follow him on cool. Instagram. His, his, he does heaps of like fandom stuff. And like, uh, if this guy fought this guy, like his, his edits are brilliant. Go follow him on Instagram. Boss Logic. So Boss Logic. Um, now we did mention before as well that during the Xbox uh, live stream, as well as during the Assassin's Creed Valhalla review, uh, people were talking about the Last of Us Part Two leaks, uh, which I guess we should touch on. Uh, but firstly, can we play the new trailer, the new story? Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, there we I was just trying to get. I haven't the seen there we uh, There's no spoilers, Floppy. Oh, you haven't seen it yet. You don't want it spoiled. No, I'm going dark. Dude, it doesn't show you anything, eh? I mean, it kind of does, you know? Yeah. Spoiler, Ellie and Joel are in it. Whoa, uh, Rain is back again. So it's really, really uh, a beautiful trailer, and I, I really, really, really enjoyed it and thought it was really, really good. Um, but I do want to talk about this whole spoiler culture that uh, the internet seems to be on. Why? What What do you get out of spoiling something for other people? It's because it's... Because it's it's because they have no control in their own life and they just need to like, feel like they have some sort of kind of control so they, that they, they feel that if they can ruin something for someone else, they, they are controlling that, that whole situation. Um, and, yeah, they've probably had stuff ruined for them in the past and they want to get revenge on those people, blah, blah, blah. It's just a vicious cycle of idiocy. But- I know, but on the other hand as well, have you ever heard of the phrase, it's the journey, not the destination? So... Yeah. 
just for me, I would rather exp- it, it, it's about experience the storyline for me. So even if you spoil it per se, or if you know, we live in a spoiler free, well, not spoiler free, but a spoiler liberal world now where people, as Dan said, like to take control back by spoiling it for others. <laughs> um, people. On, on, on the other hand, if you sort of take that power back, I guess, and just get the game for the journey that you're about to go on, that's, that's how you invest in these characters. It's not because, you know, you, you're just uh, watching these 3D images on a screen. You're investing in the characters and it's the storyline leading up to the destination that you invest in. So, yes, it's upsetting, but if it does get spoiled for you, uh, don't cancel your pre-order. Don't do things that are going to impact the creators because they've worked years on this and to have it spoiled by a couple of hackers um, is just devastating for them. And I feel really, really bad for them. But that's what those people are like. Right? We never, right, it doesn't matter how many times you say don't spoil it for people. There's always going to be like turkey gobblers out there that do that kind of stuff. Like, there's always going to be like, you can't win. You can't win against the internet, Ben. That's why it's better just to ignore the internet. We, we, should, we shouldn't even be giving them a we shouldn't even be talking about him. We should the just be wholesome, like, the wholesome part about that trailer drop, though, for me, was that I didn't see it from PlayStation or from Naughty Dog. I saw it from Troy Baker. Like he shared it like, a day before. He was like, "Hey, this is coming out soon. I just wanted to share it." And then, like, then I started seeing it from PlayStation, and then like I saw it from Troy himself, like sharing it out, and I was like, "Oh, that's so that's so sweet." Saw it from Troy himself. He came over for a quiche. Yeah, yeah. He, just he in came- the kitchen and said, "Oh, hey, Brad, I got you some pancakes. Uh, while you're there." I've- Put the um, Last of Us True trailer there for you. Yeah, give, and give I it a like, watch. Tell me what you think, mate. Maybe you should post that somewhere. I mean, other people might not want to see that. You should be like, yeah. As soon as I finish cooking up some soda stream. <laughs> no, soda floppy. Stream? We've been through this. You don't cook soda stream. That's why I always get it wrong. <sighs> Do you know what else is wrong? The fact that Nintendo's cancelled their Nintendo Direct for June, which was their supposed E3 uh, big reveal um again another death knell for the time period where more and more companies go hey we don't need e3 um but yeah due to the global situation they are not doing it anymore and uh we've just got what that e3 may look like uh playing for everyone on the screen um so you tricked you, you, you tri- fan made done you tricked me this is an april fool's thing and it says like <laughs> at the start it was like oh we're bringing wind waker out on on uh on, on switch and i was like oh yeah it seems legit and fine like cool i really That's want to play right. wind waker and he's like oh that was an april fools and i got all angry i'm like why is that an april fools like, i understand great. the i understand the end of this is an april fools like it goes stupid but the the start was i thought was that the first half was real and the joke was at the end but like the, the it's the ign april fools day joke from last year and it's basically how they always go oh put everything on switch put everything on switch so they did an april fools day that started out as a it, be a, a direct and uh, we've, then, we've, we've, lo- we've lost just, you ben just like my we've, brother's movie we've lost you ben wow <laughs> you uh, i think your internet has i was gonna say one thing one thing similar to uh this stuff at least is um uh i did see uh, a lot of people um oh wait, wait <laughs> out. we just we just fake. wait internet just went out yeah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> And here is G.I. Joe with Kung Fu Grip. G.I. Joe has hands that grip. Fingers you hold open and let close. Hands that hold on with a Kung Fu Grip. The grip you help Joe use in self-defense. G.I. Joe with Kung Fu Grip. 
the hands that grip. And I assume we're back. Um, we're back. Hello, people. We're back. The internet cut out. Look at this. This is, <laughs> this is exactly where this is. So the internet completely froze, and this freeze frame, where it, it's frozen, on, is going to show you what happened. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't me. It was Dan and his dodgy internet. But we're back here, and we're here to talk more about Ion Fury, which is coming to Switch digitally on May 14. Uh, Dan, you streamed this game, and I, it was awesome. I am. I'm just trying to get, get it started up now. All right. Well, while you're doing that, I'm going to talk about how it used to be called Iron Maiden, but it got changed because the rule band Iron Maiden sued them. <laughs> even though it wasn't spelt the same, and even though they're not a rock band from the 1920s, um, yeah, and, and they, even they though should... an Iron Maiden is an actual thing, like it's yeah, not like they, they made that word up. It's an actual are like, device. Are they, are they suing like history books and stuff? Like, looks like Quake. Yeah, thanks, Floppy. Uh, <laughs> yes, so, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> they, <laughs> oh, I like Tangellos. Um, so they. Uh, Oh, Dan, talk us through this game. It's a great game from 3D Realms. Yeah, so basically this is a, a remake from 3D... Uh, not a remake. Uh, this is a new game bought out in the style of 90s first-person shooters. I should put me on there. Um, it is a great, smooth game. It's fun. It's got that... The, uh, the, the, the humor is on point. You can kick heads around. You can... You know, all the cool things that you could do in those, like, 90s first-person shooters. But in the time when, like, Duke Nukem 3D, Blood, all those games are the things that, you know, people love. They've made a new game today set in that style. And it, uh, it works really good. It's a really fun... You can see... Um, Really fun game. And as I said, it used to be called Iron Maiden, then Iron Maiden, the band sued them, and now they're called, uh, and now it's called Iron Fury. And it's Iron, I O N, like Ion, like as in like the Ions. <laughs> but yeah, so great game. There you go. So keep your eye on that one. There you go. That's and, a and, segue. And also this one, because Mortal Kombat 11 is bringing out some new D uh, story DLC. <laughs> as well as new levels and music and characters. This dropped out of nowhere with a teaser uh, and I sort of went, wait, what? I, I, haven't, I haven't finished Mortal Kombat, so I don't know what's going on, but why does Liu Kang have sweet white tattoos? Because uh, he controls. No, don't, don't, not, back, back, right, no. No, no spoilers, though. No spoilers. Mm. Uh, but anyway, at the end of the last story, we all know what happened, those of us who actually finished it. Um, and then at the start of this trailer, Shang Tsung comes in with Fujin and Shiva, who are two characters who are returning. I thought uh, they to... were air conditioner models. They are. <laughs> they're, they're joined by... Just continue. The Aircon <laughs> 5000. <laughs> anyway, uh, so new storyline content, uh, new levels. The Deadpool is coming back, which you'll remember from Mortal Kombat 2, where you could uppercut your opponent into a lake of acid. And the Soul Chamber from, I think, Mortal Kombat 3. Can I, uh, can I just say, like, Shang Tsung, the yeah. guy who came in there, he's in these at, at cutscenes. He's, he's endearing and nice, and I like him. Did yeah. you get that from this? Yeah, I think that's what you're supposed to get from that. Like, like every he, character in Mortal Kombat goes face heel, face heel, face heel, good guy, bad guy, all the time. Like Shiva's a good person now from what I took from this as well. Yeah, she looks like it. <laughs> Flashing people. Is, is Shang Tsung the guy that was talked about in the first game but wasn't actually in the first game? 
He was there, but he was a character in a cutscene. And then in the first round of DLC, he became a playable character. He's actually voiced by the guy who played Shang Tsung in the very first original Mortal Kombat movie, which is why it's kind of a big deal. Um, so speaking of big deals, Ow. they revealed a character right at the end. Which is and that character wait, is uh, none other. Wait, we should wait. We should wait. We should just let it's, it naturally. It's, it's pretty close to coming up. Here actually. we go. I gotta say, well, before we talk about it, you guys nutted. Like you guys went insane. Well, see, Brayden, uh, when the movie came out with the uh, the character, here we go. Uh, when, when he was revealed, um, that movie we, we came out what in the eighties, late eighties. Yeah. Here we yeah. go. So here he is. This man here is coming for a good old time. Oh, my God. So Robocop. Look Rob- at that pose. So, hey. Brandon, we were about 10 or 11 when Robocop came out. And for oh. a lot of us, this is our first experience with gore and uh, brutality and a cool man who becomes a robot and fights crime. And that cool man is Peter Weller, and he also voices Robocop in this game. Amazing. Oh, yes. That is amazing. This now, I a- mentioned... But, sorry, more, but more importantly, what do they have in there, Ben? Which okay, is I yeah. like. Yep, yep. Um, something that wasn't well thought of in Mortal Kombat 2 or Mortal Kombat 3 were friendships instead of fatalities because they were a little bit lame. What about babalities? Remember them? All right, they were really bad. But friendships have made a return and they are possibly the best thing in the game. Like, I will want to do these. We've got Noob Sabot here for the podcast listeners. <laughs> he sits and he starts doing skipping rope stunts. Uh, if you haven't seen these, please go and check them out. But it's not I'm just he does. Like he's not. Oh my god! He's not like the, the full dance and everything. Yeah. yeah, he's not just <laughs> skipping. He's like actual like proper dance skipping, which is amazing. And he looks so funny. I'm getting wicked jump rope for heart vibes. And, here we and have- then we got Kano here, who goes to do his fatality, which is just a friendship, and he sparks up a barbecue. No, dude, that that's an Australian Weber. Oh yes, you're right, because Kano's Australian now for reasons. Yeah, yeah, mate. And he cooks up a bar. Do you know what I found weird about these friendships though? Like. He doesn't then give him a sausage. Like, you know, he doesn't, they don't react. Like, it should have been he bought the, the skipping guy in to skip with him as a friendship. And Kano should make that dude a sausage. You know what I mean? Like, uh, we've got Scorpion now going, get over here and bringing in a big old teddy for a big old hug. I've, I've noticed that they've made Scorpion's face look like the Scorpion from the new movie. Uh, no. There's, again, storyline that I'm not going to spoil yeah. uh, there as well. But uh, Sub-Zero is one I really like because he uh, gets all giddy and goes, <laughs> and runs off. Uh, and then he comes back on an ice cream tricycle and he goes, and opens up the ice cream compartment, pulls out a paddle pop stick and then makes an ice cream and then starts flying it around like an aeroplane going, I love how long they go for. Like, I know. And this whole, like, like ramped up the lameness level to just, pristine like Mortal Kombat they've just nailed it's the best version of that game I was gonna say this is the second I saw that they added Robocop and uh, from all of their other stuff they've already done and then adding friendships in and making them hilarious the one thing I thought was these guys know their audience so well yep yep uh, speaking of knowing your audience so well, do you know what our audience loves? Our audience loves bargains and, and stuff that costs them less money. So that's why we've got a little segment we like to call Deals. <laughs> when you yelled out deals, then like the mic cut out and we're like, 
<laughs> also, through me, because you usually yell out deals as soon as the intro is finished. Floppy. Floppy. Yes, mate. Deals. Oh. All right, what do you got for us, Floppy? Uh, okay, starting out on the old PlayStation, we got the May PlayStation Plus games. We got City Skylines and Farm Sim. Bam. Has anyone played those? I have, and I it wasn't Farm Sim. Um, <laughs> I, I really don't get Farm Sim. Um, City Skylines, I've played. That was the game that uh, killed uh, Sim City uh, when EA brought out the new Sim City that they did years ago. Um, City Skylines came out shortly afterwards and people were really unhappy with SimCity and City Skylines came out and it was just like, hey, we're the much better SimCity and EA went, oh shit and now everyone loves uh, City Skylines So, and they've got loads of DLC for it um, it's a really great city building game Do you? Do- tell you one, of my, um, one of my staff took home Farm Sim and was playing that and he said it was the most therapeutic post-work uh, stress-relieving thing he could do. He'd get home from work and go and plow some fields. Plow some fields. John Deere. Jump in the old John Deere. You know, it was the first one that had John Deere, actually. I've, wa- I've watched thing. streams, like some friends like uh, Natalie, Natalie Turner uh, streaming this, and um, it is quite, you know, like relaxing to watch. And you can get a dog, yeah, and you can, like, chain your dog up and stuff and go – Plow, you know, reap your reap your wheat, take your wheat down to the shop, sell it, buy a new tractor. It's kind of like it's satisfying. It really I look, don't look- understand how we don't have more viewers. I, I just don't. I can't <laughs> place my finger on it. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, farming, good, good, Sim- simulating life because that's floppy. What else we got? We also got another couple of uh, Japanese style games. We got Judgment from the same guys that did uh, Yakuza's and all Yakuza's. If you like Yakuza's, you can be a ex-lawyer slash uh, private eye that goes around. I believe it's the same city that Yakuza um, takes places and beat up some people and look cool in a leather jacket. And you can do that for like 39, 40 bucks, which is down from like 100 bucks. That's a wicked deal. It looks exactly like Yakuza. Well, it's the same same team. Yeah, but like, at least try and make it look different. Ah, that's all good. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, what are you saying, Dan? You're saying all these games look the same. Are they all the same to you, Dan? Yeah, definitely, definitely these ones. Cancel, Dan. <laughs> the other one we've got is Otami, which is this must be the sixth, seventh, twentieth uh, platform it's been out on. I think now um, the Capcom. Classic Japanese uh, mythology, folklore. Um, beautiful, beautiful game. I love that. Like you were talking about cell shading and all that sort of stuff. It just looks, oh, lovely. Uh, $13.95 that one's out on there for, so that's nice and cheap. And if you want to bargain, go grab that one. The old doggy game. Doggo, oh, doggo. Yes, the, old, the old doggo, doggo. If you're into your uh, actually, it's a fox. It's a fox god. That's what Isn't the tummy is. Well, for the fox is the same thing, Floppy. That's not a do- that's not a fox. That's clearly a dog. It's a it, god. It's Naruto, isn't it? No, that's a nine tail fox. That's a- no, that's a Pokemon. That's the yeah, evolution that's of. Uh... <laughs> Anyhow, we got the Xbox stuff coming to Games Pass. I think yeah, we do go for Xbox it. stuff yeah. coming to Games Pass. We have uh, one of Dan's favorites, Streets of Rage Four. Oh man, this game's sick, eh? Like, such a good game. Oh, no, this is this shows the power. Of games pass as well these guys are throwing like if you look at like the deals for this week like for xbox they're so good hey like there's these are big games that they're giving away for free look, truth them- be told, i've 
struggled the past fortnight to not go out and buy an Xbox One S all digital edition. Like you can still get them for about $300, $350 here. And I've just gone, because I really, really want to play some of the games on Games Pass. But speaking to pretty much everyone, they've gone, no, nah, man, just save your money for a Series X. It's all backwards compatible. Yeah. So I'm going to hold out a little bit longer. Well, the thing you is as well, if you, have. If, you get game, if you get an Xbox, like you get heaps more games than on the PC as well. No, right. Yeah. Floppy? Uh, you can also get, speaking of big games, huge games, Red Dead 2. Uh, so that's coming, I think it was yesterday actually it came out, I think. Yeah, that so that's, is yeah, huge. Who, so if you, that is a huge, mongous game. If you like slower-paced games that have like massive character development and story, um, <laughs> Red Dead 2, man, get on that. Because to get that for free or for whatever the cost of Games Pass is, is stupidity. Like that's so, that's so much value for money there. Games, um, Games Pass is like $5 Australian a month. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And I just want um, to point out here, um, this is proof that Dan doesn't watch the videos that I uh, put up for him because <laughs> <laughs> I've just chosen all the uh, funny fails from Red Dead 2 to see if he I saw that. I liked that. Look how funny you know it is. Fa- <laughs> <laughs> you know what my favourite point, my favourite thing that happens in Red Dead 2 is? When you take your horse to the like, icy areas, the horse's testicles shrink. <laughs> what? Really? Horses- Yes, if you try, if you ride your horse into like a snow area area, his testicles <laughs> will shrink. That would happen. So shit, you not. Oh, um, oh. okay. It won't happen in the other game you get on Games Pass, which is Daisy. If you like your survival uh, oh, horror oh. style, well, not horror, survival adventure style games to go out into a massive online world with everyone else and scrounge for um, craftable materials now, and now weapons. This- this is a huge game to get as well. This, I mean, the, the footage we're showing here is actually a really old version of the game. I just realised. Yeah, this game looks this, this game looks beautiful now. It was the the precursor to to bloody Fortnite, um, and now it's you can create. No, no, actually, no. That was um, no, that was like pu- that was that was PUBG. Sorry, I'm getting confused. This is the zombie one, yeah, where you just like the the the, the stories I've heard that in this game, like people have done, and like there's a the ridiculous situations you get in in this game. It's such a good game. Like, and yeah, this gameplay looks riveting. Yeah, this is... Yeah, yeah. That, that zombie is dumb. Hey, you, you, um, cho- you chose this footage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me move yeah, it on. Yeah, you can get on there, um, meet up with people, form alliances, and survive, basically. But yeah, really cool. Um, kind of like Ark Survival meets a zombie game. But it's very... It's very... One, it's a very permadeath kind of thing. Like Oh, yeah. Like, so, you know, you get your one thing and then there, and you survive as long as you can, kind of. And it's just really cool. And you take other people out. You get into groups and you take them out. Like, just go, oh, I'm we're in trouble. There's too many zombies here. Let's lead the, the, these real humans over to use them as, like, bait so we can get out of here and shit like that. Very cool game. What have we got on the uh, Switch, Floppy? Over on the Switch, we've got uh, Samurai Showdown. So the OG 1993 release. Of like, I guess, I'm assuming. I guess it's like a Street Fighter clone. Um, you came guessing? out in the Neo Geo. Came out in the Neo Geo, but yeah. Um, but this thing for like four dollars fifty. Yeah, so it's worth four fifty. Probably not much more than that, but it was worth at least four fifty. Now, is this the one that had that mechanic where the less health you had, the more powerful your attacks got? Yes, that's a cool mechanic. I like that. This is the one at the time the Street Fighters and all that were coming out. But this is the only one that had weapons, if I remember, like. Like guns, and you can and you can drop your swords and then pick them up again and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What else we got? We also have Evo Land uh, One and Two, 
Uh, ben, you have something to say about this one? Yeah, so I added this one to the list purely because I was scrolling through my uh, just eShop the other day and came across this. It starts off in a very Game Boy-like uh, over-the-top RPG uh, where you have one movement and that's to go to the right where there's a chest. So you go over there and you unlock the ability to move left which then unlocks your D-pad function. And as you go, you go through um, collecting chests, which unlock other game mechanics and other graphical upgrades. And uh, it's a very simplistic RPG, but it goes through the history of consoles. So it starts off in your Game Boy. Uh, then it goes to your Game Boy Color. Then it goes to your Super Nintendo, uh, sorry, your oh. 8-bit NES. And then it goes to your Super Nintendo 16-bit. Then it goes to your 32-bit. Then it goes to uh, your PlayStation 1 3D uh, isometric graphics. Then it goes to sort of like a little bit more HD graphics. And it just keeps going up and up and up as you play this game. It only takes about two or three hours to finish. Um, so this is... Uh, it ends on as a fully realized game. So if you look there, we've jumped forward a bit. You've got the Super Nintendo 32-bit era graphics now. Uh, and if you jump forward again, Dan, I think you'll end up finding it'll go... Yeah, so there uh, it jumps up. That's the 32, sorry. We had a 16 before. Um, details added. Uh, you click some boxes and that adds enemies. You click on other boxes and it adds puzzles or trap rooms. Uh, you click on something and it goes, all right, now you can look in... Uh, now you can break pots and all the while it makes references to other rpgs so obviously the pot one being uh zelda you saw then the change look this is the change it's about to do look yeah <laughs> so it powers up uh and as you go deeper and deeper into the game the game evolves into sort of like modern day huge rpgs uh, as i said it only takes about three hours uh to finish um but the pack that i bought for about seven dollars what was it seven dollars 48 yeah uh, includes the sequel as well, which I haven't played. And I also think that's a little bit more fleshed out and a little bit larger. So for $7.50, you can have this really fun, relaxing little game. There's nothing really groundbreaking about it. It's very, very simple, very by the numbers, but it's just charming. It's just fun. And I love history and I love retro. And this is a really nice way to sort of like see it progress throughout the ages within two or three hours. So you should all get it now. Hmm. I'd say that is groundbreaking. I've never seen a game go through graphical changes and mechanics like that. That's really cool. Yeah, I think no, it's cool it is well. pretty cool. Yeah, check it out. Right, last one last one on the switch today is ukulele uh if you liked things like banjo kazooie spyro uh crash bandicoot stuff like that um you'll like this it's a lot of fun it's colorful it's you jump around smash crates collect things go through levels it looks standard. like that xbox series x game <laughs> <laughs> probably a bit smoother though oh so apparently this game uh the sequel to this game is actually better than this game. But this is really, really cheap, so you might as well get it. Uh, yeah, look, it's good from fun. the same team that made Banjo-Kazooie, I think you said as well. Uh, the top there, Floppy. Um, yeah, fun enough game. It's it's worth the 20 bucks. therefore. Yeah, I think it's on there, it's on there for $29. Um, I wouldn't pay more than that. But look, yeah, it's good, it's wholesome, it's fun. Look at that snake yeah. wearing shorts. That's weird, isn't it? Mm. How mm. weird is that? Speaking of weird snakes wearing shorts... Time for Kojima Watch. Yeah, great intro. Long intro. But it's our time of that week of the words that we put together in order to tell you about Kojima. Hideo Kojima, our Lord and Saviour and the Saviour of all mankind. Praise him. Uh, So... 
I thought this week we're going to have a, another little bit of a different Kojima watch because the whole world's still, you know, in the plague times. Uh, so never mind the Simpsons predicting the future. We've all heard that. Kojima has them beat. He's one man. And I've got five times Kojima has accurately predicted the future through his games. Yeah, a bit of research. A bit of research went into this. Okay, so the first time Kojima, well, not the first time, I've got probably the top five. He's done much, much more, but these are the ones that stand out. So the first one I have here is an isolated America dependent on delivery men. So you can hear, see here footage of Death Stranding. Oh, wait, no, sorry. This is from China from this week and they're delivery men now. They've got ectoskeletons. They've got ectoskeletons, and so, they're walking around like Norman Reedus. So, yeah, basically, um, ectoskeletons now to deliver food with giant backpacks on their backs, like in uh, Death Stranding. I'm just explaining it to the, the podcast people. A really high packages, exactly the same as Death Stranding. So they're wearing a helmet. You never, Did you wear a helmet in Death Stranding? You, you could sh- wear a bunny hat, or not a hat, whatever it was. Yeah, I feel like you should have wore a helmet. Why don't they drive a van? Because that's not what Kojima predicted, Floppy. You're not paying attention to the topic at hand. That is true. Curious anyway, as to what the guys are doing. <laughs> here we go. Uh, here's a, a quote for you from Kojima for his second time he predicted the future. <clears throat> In the near future, we'll have games that don't depend on any platform, said Kojima. Gamers should be able to take the experience with them in their living rooms, on the go, when they travel, wherever they are and whenever they want to play. It should be the same software and the same experience. So Kojima pretty much predicted the Switch and Stadia. <laughs> Stadia, Stadia, whatever. Who cares? No, no Google certainly doesn't. Or... He could, oh, it works. He just, predicted you know. cloud gaming. Yeah. So Kojima predicted, uh, this was back in the 90s as well, he predicted this. So um, Kojima there pulling out another win. Google, not so much. Uh, the third one that I have here, uh, quote direct from the game. See if you can guess which game this is. Do you want me to play it? The footage? Yeah, right, tell you which it. game it's from. <laughs> In the current digitized world, trivial information is accumulating every second, preserved in all its triteness. And this sums up the state of social media, I think. Everyone withdraws into their own small gated community, afraid of the larger forum. They stay inside in their little ponds, leaking whatever truth suits them into the growing cesspool of society at large. That is, of course, Metal Gear Solid 2, and I think that pretty accurately describes the current world. If you want amazing, you can watch that, you know, how the, 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 the what's that video called where, where the guy goes through this Metal, uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 ending and how much it actually predicted the world. It's not just this little bit of it. It's crazy how much he predicted, like, uh, everything. Like, even yeah. like, oh, it's crazy. Um, um, this is Kojima of which we're, we're speaking about. Like he, he's just got such a grasp on humans. Like he, you, what you look at and play all his games, especially the metal gear games. And they seem silly and fanciful, but my God, he, he's just nailed it. Another one in 2008 in metal gear solid four, he used drones in warfare. Something I don't think happened to what? 2012, 2013. Not sure. I don't know. know of anyway. I don't know. We'd have to watch Homeland to work that one out. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, and perhaps the uh, hugest. Uh, we, uh, we never prediction. got. We never got to the picture of the drone in my footage. I will. <laughs> uh, the the most accurate and the most uh, brilliant pr- um, prediction that uh, Kojima made. 
comes from Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. We can see Senator Stephen Armstrong on the screen there. He's a heartless politician who puts money and power over the well-being of the American people. In the final battle against Raiden, he says, and I quote, they'll make America great again. Yeah, I, you can't see it because the, the subtitles are cut off, which sucks. <laughs> but oh, yeah. yeah. So basically this senator who, who's been, uh, who doesn't care about anyone or anything and only himself tells Raiden that uh, he wants to make America great again. And I don't know when Revengeance came out, but it certainly wasn't the last 10 years. Oh, it was a, it was a while back. Yeah, it is definitely a um, look at this dude as well. He's like he's got a he's got a white shirt on, a tie, slicked back 80s hair. He's smoking a cigar, glasses. He looks like an office dude and he's beating up a Cyberman. <laughs> so good. Oh, you know what else is really good, Dan? Like so good, so good that it hurts what? me. Our Patreons. Oh, I see. That was on that, hey, wasn't I? You didn't think I was going to be on that. Yeah. Well, uh, you're getting better. You're getting better. I know I am. Well, this is the part where we thank the Patreons, you beautiful beasts out there, the people that um, support us uh, with like cash money, <laughs> and they they keep us they keep the they keep us rolling. They keep they keep the studio walls from falling in on us like a deck of cards. And if you're our top tier uh, producer Patreons, you get read out everything we do when we remember. So um, thank you very much to Sam Beard, to Ashraf, to, I'm going to say Floppy. Actually, I, I am one as well. Thank you to Dan McGinnis. That's okay, guys. Um, to Todd Randall, to Tommaso, to Mike Towns, to Karen Knight, to Ash Nice, and to Dylan Stevens. Thank you so much. You are beautiful people, and we can't do this without you. And if you like what you see tonight and you'd like to support us over on Patreon, please go over to Patreon and support us. You get extra things and earlier things. That is it. I think we're we moving on to tots now. Yeah, let's do tots. Pokemon. Uh, so this time, topic of the show, indie games that we have played and we are looking forward to playing. So we've each chosen one game that we've played from an indie developer that we absolutely loved and you should play. And one game coming out very, very soon from an indie developer that you should totally look out and follow and make sure you play as well. Dan, do you want to kick it off with an indie game that you loved? Yeah, I'm just getting it ready, queuing it up, and we are off um so my game is uh the forest so i love the forest so the forest came out it was in beta it was in alpha it was in charlie but whatever um and then it eventually came out and now it's on um pc and playstation 4 it's so the storyline of this which is like just going to black here i'm just gonna i'm just gonna cut forward a whole bunch uh basically you are on a plane with your son and then uh Obviously, something happens to the plane. The plane crashes. You crash on an island. You wake up to seeing a weird dude grabbing your child and taking him away. And that's where your game starts. So the game is uh, basically to try and get your uh, your son back. Uh, it's got uh, so that's the story. You don't have to do that. <laughs> you don't have to get your son back, and you don't straight away. So it is a survival game. Um, it is a crafting game. It is a, a, sh- a first person shooter game. Uh, kind of vibe it is everything this game um so you you first i'm going to get into it the survival this is survival at its best this game you you have to like 
you start with nothing. You have to learn how to build a fire. Um, and then so you, you're trying to survive. You're just trying to get food. You're just trying to get water. You start by making, you start making traps to trap rabbits and stuff like that. And then you're cooking rabbits. Uh, then you end up like getting drying. You can start making drying racks and you can dry stuff. The food lasts longer. Then uh, you need to drink so you can find. Fortunately, because the plane crashed over the island, there's lots of suitcases and everything scattered all over the island. So you can find like clothing and energy drinks and stuff like that in suitcases. But also when it starts raining, you can collect rain. Um, but so you, all you have to do is think about doing it in this game. You can probably do it. So I found a sea turtle, killed it, took its shell, put it upside down, and when it rained, it filled the, the sea turtle shell up, and I got water that way, kind of thing. It's horrific. Oh, yeah, yeah. This game is horrific. This is a full tilt horror game. So that, 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 that's that part of it. Then you start like chopping down trees, building cabins, because then you realize that once it gets night, the bloody cannibals start coming out in this game. That's right. There are cannibals that are out there. Horrible cannibals. So you start defending yourself from these like attacks of cannibals. There's all different sorts of levels on them, building like things. And that's great. Um, then you... Um, and, and then you can craft stuff, so you can stuff... But you can craft everything in this game. You can get a cannibal, right? You killed your guy, you pick him up, you can chop him up, then you can eat the leg, you can dry the leg if you want, so you can eat the leg later. <laughs> you can um, burn the leg and then get the bones out of it and then make weapons out of the bone. You can collect the teeth and stick the teeth on weapons with sap to make it like the, your axes hurt more. You can do everything. It's crazy. Um, it legitimately is a game for the limb collector. Yeah, that. Yeah, basically. Um, and then, so then you're doing that, and yeah, this is all cool. This is fun, and like the more you find in this game, like the more rewards you get, like the more dangerous. Then you start finding caves. So you go in these caves, and you start spelunking down these caves, and um, and then you realize that like, what's that? And you realize, is that a baby in this cave on the ground? And then you're like, hang on, that's not even a, that's a malformed baby. And suddenly a baby gets thrown at you and you look and there's this heaving mass of legs throwing babies at you. And you're like, what's going on? I'm out of here. And then you realize there's these mutants in these caves. So then you've got these mutants in these caves and then, oh man, it's so good. And then you can start bringing in. I'm going to quit, uh, I'll wrap this up pretty soon. What makes it amazing is you play this game, it's amazing. But then you realize that, well, dude, I can bring my mate into this and four of you can do this together on the island, like, and survive and make big huts and venture into these deep caves, getting deeper and deeper and just trying to find the kid. I never found the kid. Um, it's definitely one of those games where if you have a, a, a guide, you know, it really helps you out. And, um, yeah, so this is from, and also I always find, you know when there's an indie game you love when you own it on multiple consoles and systems. So I own this on everything that it came out on. And um, you, you seem to get that from games that, you know, you, you love. You, you own them on all, all sorts of, like, different devices. So I own this on PC and PS4. I'd probably own it on Switch if it was on Switch. Is it on Switch? I think it might be coming uh, to Switch. Maybe. I think it might be I don't coming. Know. But there is a sequel coming out as well. Yes, yes. The sequel looks crazy. Anyhow. It had constant updates to it, um, which makes it cool. So, you know, they'll go, oh, we've updated it now and there'll be a new boat out in the middle of the ocean that you go into and there's something else. You know what I mean? Like They keep adding new items into the game and just stuff to make it cool. Anyhow, that's it. That was my game I love. The Forest. You can pick it up on PlayStation 4. You can pick it up on PC. You can get it super cheap. I've done streams of it on PC and, and everything like that. 
That's it. You've also uh, did a stream of it with us way back when we were doing a lot more Let's Plays together where Brayden, let's just say, didn't come in wearing the brown pants, but it certainly left with them. Living shit out of me. It was horrific. Um, I may look a little bit different. My All of my internet died and I am now running off my laptop, off my phone's hotspot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, no, I noticed that you were quiet for a while. That's, a, that's good. That's good work, Brayden. I like your, I like your ingenuity there, you little tiger. Anyhow. Um, MacGyver. That was a bit MacGyver. With a rubber band and a bit of sticky tape, he can create an internet server. Um, <laughs> okay, so what's next? Who was next? I'm next. And I had a difficult time choosing which indie game I love the most because there's three that really, really stood out for me. Um, the first one being Journey which is just a wonderful game um, and the music's just brilliant. The second was Rhyme, which I've spoken about numerous times on this uh, show. I loved it beyond anything, um, but I, I think I'm somewhat alone in that, uh, that, that thing. Uh, so the one I decided to uh, stick with is What Remains of Edith Finch. Uh, so what remains of Edith Finch came out in 2017 and is basically a, a walking sim uh, developed by Giant Sparrow and published by our good friends over Annapura Interactive. It centers on the character of Edith, a member of the Finch family, funnily enough, and she's afflicted by a perceived curse that causes all but one member of each generation to die in unusual ways. And this is basically Edith narrating her journey through her household, her family home, um, and discovering all kinds of secrets and recounting the way that all these characters died. Um, and the way they died is, it's sort of metaphorical as well as you don't know whether they do actually die. Um, it's sort of alluded to very strongly and you need to sort of piece it together about how they die. So for example, one of the, uh, deaths is her brother, I believe, who suffered uh, hypnot- hyp- uh, psychotic breakdowns and was taking drugs for it. But he uh, just sort of retreated more and more into his world of make-believe where he was a prince um, going to, to serve a king. And during this gameplay, on one side, he's doing his everyday job, which is grabbing fish and chopping off their heads. Uh, so on one hand, with one st- uh, side of the controller you're chopping off the heads and then on the other side of the controller with the opposite thumbstick you're guiding him on a, a top-down perspective as he goes through the river and and fights off other boats to try and get to the king and to the march and it ends with uh slowly the reality of chopping the fish head fading away and sort of becoming part of the background as the uh, hallucinations become stronger as Edith sort of like reading the letter from the psychologist detailing his slip from reality and becoming more and more involved in his make-believe world and ends with uh, the brother reaching the king and bending down to get his crown and you just hear the chomp of the guillotine. And then either just goes, oh, my brother died on blah, blah, blah. And it's like, whoa. So I'm a story guy. Uh, like this is just a character-driven um amazing walking sim uh it's got a couple of little puzzles in it but certainly nothing that's that's strenuous it takes probably three hours to finish it's just a beautiful game uh really touching really really uh gets you to invest in the characters and i've played it a couple of times it's it's my one of my favorite it is my favorite indie game thus far that i've played so you should all go out and buy what remains of edith finch it's on all the platforms um that you can have in your hands Mm. none of those feet platforms Sorry. Nice. Floppy. Floppy. 
Uh, I this is a tough one for me. I don't play a lot of indie games. I like a lot of indie games, but I don't play heaps. Um, yeah, what are you, a toff? Uh, okay, yes. Do you have to say what that means? Yeah, you uh, means you're that. an earthbender. You invented metal bending. No, a toffee, like a, a rich, a rich. Uh, yeah, toff. Your poo who? She's blind, can't see much, but becomes the chief of police and sure. has a whole bunch of metal bending police people. Stop Hello, it. my name's Floppy. I'm a toff. Um, I chose Cuphead. Now, hey. we're picking games that we love. I'm going to start this a little differently. I hate this game. I hate this game so much. This Why? Because it's impossible to finish? It is too freaking hard. Every single encounter is a bloody boss battle. The only difference being some boss battles are harder than the other impossible boss battles. Yeah, some, it's a, some, it's some a boss, boss rush. Some boss battles have really hard guys just before them. <laughs> yeah. And then some of the boss battles are really hard and some of them are really, really hard. And I can get next to nowhere through this game. You, need, you need a um, power. For those of you who don't know, it's a, it's like a run and gun shooter. Um, you're playing uh, literally a cup-headed man who has a, I think it's his brother or his cousin, his mug man. Um, so you can play this two-player, which is very cool because I can get further when I'm playing it two-player because the other person does all the stuff. Um, and essentially, it's one of those things where you just kind of kind of learn the the patterns of the bosses. But even then, it's still so friggin' hard. So you didn't really but, get what we were doing tonight when we said no, no, a game but, that you love. You just chose a game you hated. I hate this game. <laughs> but I keep playing this game because I love what it looks like and I love what it sounds like. Yeah, this it, thing it is, is all hot. Based on like the 1930s um cartoons like the old Walt Disney the steamboat willy things and the music is just amazing and despite how much i hate this game i can't stop playing this game and that that drives me bonkers it's kind of a glowing review really yeah. I mean, isn't it isn't it just this is like this this onion's right at the start i'm pretty sure i think this is one of the second like the second or third person i don't think i've gotten two or three bosses past this one i, I, I beat this you. guy <laughs> it is it is torturous but it is beautiful to be tortured by your problem floppy is that uh, you probably suffer from old man reflexes oh, like the rest not, of us there's no probably about it it's 100%. <laughs> look at that look how good that looks though it's all hand drawn as well i believe this I entire game to play this and get killed all the time yeah no two brothers uh did this whole game and Whoa. they brought out dlc as well and you can get this on the switch now thanks to uh, nintendo and xbox playing lovey-dovey that's what i've got it on yeah brayden all right, so uh, being the uh, Millennial Falcon, I thought I'd represent my Millennials well and truly. Um, this indie game I absolutely love. It's called Night in the Woods. <laughs> <laughs> Not the best thing ever. So <laughs> if I was to try and describe the art style of this game to podcast listeners or someone who has never seen this before, I describe this game as it's if Animal Crossing went 2D, had an existential crisis about the entire state of the modern world. That's what this game is. Yeah, I was, I was, I was looking at like some of the dialogue stuff in this when I was like getting these footage, and it's just like, whoa, heavy. Yeah, no. So this is a heavy game. This isn't for the like faint of heart. Like it might look like a cutesy cartoon, but like they handle serious shit. Um, so this is a bit of a description of it. Um, you play as May, who's that cat person you see in the orange shirt. Uh, they're a twenty-year-old college dropout who returns to the hometown of Possum Springs to live in her parents' attic. Sweet. It's pretty relatable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, no, no, it's not. <laughs> what? Who can relate to that? Losers? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Your um, your best friends include Bo, who's a cigarette smoking crocodile, uh, Greg, who's a hyperactive fox, and Greg's boyfriend, a bear named Angus. Um, now, Paste, uh, the magazine and website, their review, uh, they, they have a quote in their review that summarizes this game perfectly. Uh, <laughs> this game covers mental illness, depression, the stagnancy of the middle and lower classes, and the slow death of small town America. So you can see why it appealed to me. Um, you I love just, the death of small town America? Oh, no, I just love things that actually explore like modern problems from like, like real a, world issues. Especially from like a, like someone of my age brackets, like, like, um, hopeless future. Yeah, like it's it's tough. Game, it's tough ga- at the Game Boy Dad in the chat, so it sounds like Dougie for grown ups. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, a bit. Like, it, and <laughs> I just love this game. I I played through it so much. There's so many sweet little moments between each of the characters, and then it gets like gets to some really serious shit and it does it really well even for a little cutesy cartoon this is this is perfect because this is i have never even seen this game ever in my life and that's what i was hoping would happen in this section the first two games i'd heard of you guys but this game when i was looking at i was just like what is this and why brayden you definitely have a style of games you like because you liked um after party didn't you yeah yeah so uh, you can look at this and then you can look at after party and you can make obvious connections between their art styles. Yeah, I, um, I, I thought I'd love After Party and I got it and I hated it. Yeah, it's not for everyone because the gameplay isn't quite what some people expect um, and it'd be the same with this. Um, like some people would go into it thinking there might be some platforming stuff in here. Kind of not really. You're really just exploring around and going through the story and you like from this video that I <laughs> tagged, like you don't really want to spoil too much so, so people can go in and experience it. Mm. It's floppy. Just, just for you, Braden, because I know you're like this. Did you see the scene sure. that they had the kitchen and they had a, a cat clock on the kitchen wall? Yes. I used to have that clock. Oh, that's adorable. Is that the TikTok yeah. c- clock, cat? Yep. Yeah. All right. Is that it, Braden? I was going to say, it. yeah, that's it. I highly recommend everyone should go and check it out. Uh, and, right. yeah, it's like I don't know how much it is on Steam and stuff now, but it's been out since 2017. One thing we can be sure of, it certainly costs money. Other things that cost money are games that we're looking forward to, yet they'll cost future money, not money that is in the current pockets because they're not out yet. So here's Dan to tell us about his money spending thing that he wants to use to play. Yes, I am going to tell you. So my game I'm doing for the one I'm looking forward to is Carrier. Look at this. Oh, my God. What the hell is this? I've ever seen. Um, So this is a game where you – a, a, re, a reverse horror game in which you assume the role of an am, am, amorphous creature of unknown origin, stalking and consuming those who imprison you. Um, so you basically play the bad guy. You play like the horror, like the B-grade horror monster, as you can see here. Uh, and and you've got so you've got your red, your blob. You've got lashing, lashing tendrils and like you know, um, and uh, you know uh, what are they called? Tentacles and stuff like that. And this game, uh, apparently, uh, it's a Metroidvania-style game. So it's one, you know, open up. And, as, uh, you know, your, your creature as it, so you, to know where you've been, your, your creature kind of leaves like a blood trail and goo everywhere. And that's kind of how your map works. So you're like, I've been here because there's crap that's everywhere. That's cool. Um, so you have, it's like a twin stick. So you have like to move your your, your, your blob man around is your, your left-hand stick. And you just go like, two, so it's a 2D side scroller. 
And so you just have to, to go up, you just go up. You just press up and you smooth, like your, your body maneuvers itself up and around. And your right stick is like your, your lashing tendrils. And like, so it's really easy to grab like grates and doors and humans and stuff. Um, so it controls like a twin stick shooter and it's really fluid and really nice. Um, you have abilities to upgrade. Uh, so you have... Um, so you have like abilities and then you have upgrades. So you get the ability to, you know, like smash through grates and walls and stuff. And then you can obviously upgrade your, like your, uh, your, uh, your health. And the more you upgrade, the bigger you get, um, straight away. You, you, so the humans you're against, they have, uh, guns, they have flamethrowers. You come up with ones with armor, you come up with turrets. So straight away, you, 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 you first, you're pretty unbeatable. It feels like, but then you start, you know, getting a bit harder. The flamethrowers really burn you, and it starts to be a bit more of a stealthy game where you go into, you know, you go into grates and you wait for the humans and you grab them and pull them into the grates and and eat them and stuff. Um, I'll see if I've got any footage of him a bit bigger. Right, uh, so I'm just trying. To, what's going on? Oh, in a forest. So yeah, th this game just speaks to me so much. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like. The violence in it is heavy violence. The sounds that you can't hear are amazing. You get an ability to like bend light, so um, you can kind of like uh, go invisible, like a, a predator cloaking and stuff. And it looks so good when it works. Like, just a great looking game. Um, I think it's it's bought out by. So this is going to be on PlayStation, Xbox, PC, and Mac. It's going the whole run. Oh, apart from, oh, from Switch. Switch. Sorry. Yeah. Um, it might be on Switch, actually. And I just might have not actually put that in there. But, yeah. You ignored something on the Switch. That's not no. like you. You can see he's on fire. He's not, not going very good there. Um, so you don't know why. Like, you don't even. Like, there's no origin of, like, why these people have you or anything. And you don't really need to know. You're a monster. You, you need to get bigger. Uh, you, and when, like, your checkpoints are, like, you, you kind of nest and you create a giant heart in the world. And then, like, you go from there. Oh. And I, I can't imagine what because there's only a, there was a demo there was a time demo out so you can't play it anymore it was on Steam but you can't do it anymore I can only imagine like what you know when this one's a, coming out Dan uh yeah I did and I've deleted it from my notes good 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 because oh. who needs that information anyway yeah yeah but um just just everyone sit on your screen and just refresh refresh all the time it'll come out eventually I promise I think just good up work, here, Dan. I said, good work. I was complimenting you. Oh, good thank, job. Thank well you done. Very much. So that's the game I've been looking forward to. I've been following it on all my horror websites that I like, like follow, like Bloody Disgusting and stuff like that. I've been doing like reviews. I can see here he's about he's about to get the uh, the ability to um to bend light, and um I want I see him there. Oh, it looks so good. Its current release date is currently just sitting as 2020. So we will see. 2020. Oh, Brayden, well done. Good stuff doing that research. Thank you very much. I think I did the research and realized it didn't have a date. So I was like, ah. Anyhow, that's what, I, uh, that's what I'm really looking forward to. I can't wait to play it. I am a limb collector, and anything where you get to be a monster and rip people to shreds is always going to be high on my list. Who's you next? can do it physically as you always do it met metaphorically and with feelings. New monster. Uh, I am looking forward to a game bought out by a local Adelaide developer. For those of you listening and watching over in the US, we are in Adelaide, South Australia, and we have quite the burgeoning little indie developer scene down here. Now, before I go on to talk about this game, the developer, Dan Freer, is a friend of mine, and I've known him for many, many years. Um, he's also a former Australian Latte Art champion. Oh, really? Yeah. Did he ever, did he ever put dicks in them? 
all the time. They're called cockachinos. Is that a true, true story? That was that's a true thing. That that's a true thing in the industry. Can you Good do Lord. that stuff as well? Yeah, I can. I can draw an old cockachino no, when I need to. Can you do that kind of stuff? Latte art. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever done it? Yeah, I've never. Well, I don't ever see you roast coffee. I don't know if you can actually uh, make. Well, it. no, I wouldn't be roasting <laughs> coffee with latte art. I'd be making lattes, not roasting beans. Anyway, enough about me. Let's talk about Dan and his awesome little game. Uh, so Dan has uh, developed this game here. He's made it all by himself. It's called Right. Uh, and he describes it as a high-speed precision platformer. Playing as an agile nim, uh, you must guide the swift creature through their rite of passage. Players will dodge traps, collect coins, unlock doors, and reach the exit to fulfill their destiny. Now, it's got 160 carefully crafted levels, pixel purist visuals, and an original soundtrack by composer Simon Hanna. Now, I played an early build of this, um, this game, and I'm again disclaimer. I know Dan. I've known him for many years, but this game is freaking awesome. It is so much fun. Um, the fluidity of the movement is some of the best I've ever experienced. Uh, being someone who enjoys his Mario platformers, the wall oh. jumping is amazing. Oh. Um, now you don't need to collect all these coins. What you do need to do is collect that uh, big coin in the middle with the hole in it. That's how you open up the door to get to the next level. Ooh, uh, and it starts off. It starts off very, very, oh, I wouldn't say easy, but uh, user-friendly, and then slowly progresses harder and harder, and a couple of puzzle elements come in, and it is the one-hit one kill, much like Celeste, but the respawn's almost instant, but you respawn at the start of the level. I really I really um, like this, because uh, you can't hear the sound effects on here and stuff like that. I like all the sound effects of like the blaze going like, whoosh, whoosh. Oh, it's, it, it's amazing. Zing, zing. Um, so Dan spent a long, long time on this game. Uh, he has done absolutely everything. He built the engine Well, he used an engine building program, but he built all of the uh, stuff there. He, uh, has done all the graphics. He's got huge following over on his Twitter. You should go and follow him over at Freer Dan. Um, he's actually in the chat right now. So if you like it, be nice. Say, Hey Dan, that's cool. I'm going to buy it when it comes out on steam, which will be very, very soon. He's assured us that it is coming soon. He's almost at the final little bit. See, I'm not a game dev. I don't know what the final little bit's called. It's gold. Like final gold. He's almost at the final gold. He's there uh, being being a gold miner. He's mined out all the gold and he's about to spend it. Uh, Dan, he, Dan in the chat, put a link to like your your Patreon or anything like that in the chat. Well, go, see, that's the go, thing. Go, he's go, not go crazy. Oh. He's not doing any Patreons. He's going purely old school. No Kickstarter, no Patreons, doing it the old-fashioned way. It's coming out on Steam soon for you to uh, play and buy. Um, I'll be picking this up uh, because it's freaking awesome. And I think anyone who especially likes... Um, it's not as punishing as Celeste. Uh, it certainly has those Celeste vibes, but it's nowhere near as punishing. Um, it's, I would say, a lot like uh, Mario 3, if I can use that analogy. Um, Mario 3, if you had the wall jumps from Mario 64. The wall, I, I can't get over here how good the wall jumping mechanic is in this game. It looks it is amazing. Like, really good. Adorable it's really little character. Looks yeah, he amazing. looks great, doesn't he? He's a little, little, like, little man. And okay. Dan's outlined all this as well on um, his uh, Twitter. So, again, twitter.com backslash black, backslash Freer Dan. That's F R E E R D A N. 
over on Twitter. Go and check it out. He'll be announcing the full game soon uh, and when it will be out. And I encourage you all to support a local developer. Um, and again, he's in the chat. Tell him how awesome he is because uh, there is, there it is really one, is great. There is one thing I can't see in the chat. I want to know what happens when that little man hits those blades. <laughs> I really want to know. <laughs> Does he explode? Does he like, That's you know? sicko. I- <laughs> You're always on about the limb collecting, aren't you? Yeah, man. The limb collecting, um, yeah, so he does, he, he sort of goes like in Blaster Master, and oh. then you start back at the start of the level. That's cool. Uh, and and I suggested a name for the character that Dan's thinking about calling him that. So if he Is decides to, yeah, it's Ben. Uh, no, <laughs> it- <laughs> Call him Dan. So if he's going to be that name of the character, I'll be sure to tell everyone because it'll be the first time I got to name a, a, a game character and that'll be kind of rad. And I hope it takes off so he gets figures made and I can say, I gave you your name, my little baby boy. Let's play I really it. hope we'll, this we'll do- does take off because I can imagine like a speedrunning community getting really behind this. Oh, this is, oh man, the speedrunning community will love it. It got He showed me because I played an early build of it. Uh, we were able to skip right to the very end level. So... The coins are optional, but if you collect all the coins, you get another whole set of levels, which is like your expert mode. And the jumping comes down to you have to land on the pixel on the very corner in order to do it. Oh, uh, it, oh, he's put so much effort and so much time into this, and I really hope it takes off. It's really, really hard out there. So please follow him on Twitter. Um, retweet his tweets. Just get it out there. Share it with all your friends. I'm really hoping that maybe, oh, probably not this year because of the global situation, we won't see it at Avcon. But hopefully next year he can uh, show it at Avcon. He can start to get it out there more. But tell your friends about it because this game is going to be huge if I have anything to say the, about it. Um- South Australia, man, there's so many rad game developers. It's so crazy, yep. eh? Like, and it's just yep. like, oh, it's made in South Australia. It's made in South Australia. It's made in South Australia. What's that? Oh, yeah, the biggest indie games in the world, made in South Australia. Like, Yeah, so Hollow Knight was made by Team Cherry, which we've had on the show before. Episode 14, Brayden, Team Cherry. Yep. Uh, we've also Why got would the guys. I didn't know. <laughs> I was listening then. Oh. Yeah, we've also got uh, Battle Briefs, uh, the uh, Juicy Cupcake who made Battle Briefs, which has been played by the kind of funny guys. Um, we've got Rooftop Renegade. Um, we've got, oh gosh, so much. I'm sorry if I'm missing out anyone. We want to get you all on the show. We need to do an, an SA Indie Dev type thing, I think. Yeah. That, Brief Battle, sorry. A, Thank you, Natty. A big like mashup of like showing off all of the amazing SA devs. Yeah. Oh, Hacknet as well. Michael Townsend just told me Hacknet as well. So it was brief battles. Hacknet. Um, yeah, we should look at that. We, uh, we once this situation's Conan over, game. the Conan game. Which I don't oh, know Conan Chop Chop. Conan Chop Chop. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they also Mighty Kingdom. They also did uh, a lot of the the what is it? Shopkins games as well. So you know what Shopskins are? No. <laughs> They're like little. Anyway, uh, we've got a whole heap of, of very talented indie game devs and we really need to do something. We need to do like a showcase for them. Oh, well, definitely, like if Dan lets us play his game on a Let's Play, I'll, I'll stream that or play it. I think we all need to. I think we all need to sit down and have a go at it because it's great. Again, the controls, just amazing. Follow him at FreerDan, F-R-E-E-R-D-A-N on Twitter. Go now, do it. I'll wait here. No, no, first stay and watch the rest of the show. <laughs> oh, okay. Do it after. Uh, Floppy, what are you looking forward to? Well, I did have a game I was looking forward to, but screw that. I want to play Dan's game. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> it looked awesome, man. I hadn't actually seen that. Carry uh, on. I even forgot what game I was looking for. Uh, oh, that's right. I um, It was a little game that piqued my interest in the at E3 in 2019. 
which is this oh, little I've got gem the footage you can of see in front of you. Okay. Yeah, Way to the Woods. Way to the Woods. Also done by an Aussie developer, a guy from Melbourne, I think. Hang um, on, hang on. Did you realize that yours is called Way of the Woods? Braden's was called, what was Braden's called? Night in the Woods. Night in the Woods. And mine's called The Forest. <laughs> a sense of theme. Yeah, we all like. Yeah, keep, keep going. Coincidence. Anyway, uh, so yeah, another another little Aussie developer that's um, from Melbourne that sort of that put this together, I believe, on his own, except for music, maybe. Someone correct me in the uh, comments, maybe, if they can. Call, call um, it's about uh, these two deers. I think it's a, a father and son or a mother and father, mother and son, deers that are trying to get through and survive this world to get back home, but there's no humans around. And but there's floating fish in the world as well. For some yeah, reason. It's, it's it's odd. It's surreal. Um, I think it's going to be very journey-like and more of an experience than anything else. And it's something that I am looking forward to, sort of sitting down and <laughs> yeah, head buttons and some vending machines. And uh, yeah, really just sort of just getting lost in. I think um, I don't know too much about it. I didn't see much about it at E3, and it's hard to find some more info about it now. But it's something that just caught my attention, and it's something that I think I'm going to really get into. I don't know yeah, if I remember seeing this at, this at E3. Yeah, I remember seeing this at E3, and I was like, I really want to yeah. play that because that looks like such a fun experience. It looks so nice. Yeah, it yeah. looks so pleasant and calming. It looks like the kind of boring games you guys would play. <laughs> <laughs> no limb collecting. Well, it's, it's not nice. filled with blood and guts, Dan. We're sorry. Yeah, I know. Did you see those deers kissed before? And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oh, it does have a cat in it. I do love cats. I played that cats. um this week. I played that Gato Roboto that we played. We talked about last week. That's that game's great as well. Oh, you did like that one? Yeah, I I, I really enjoyed it. It's 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 basically Metroid, like the OG Metroid, but you're a cat in the Metroid world. Bloody hell! Where did Ben go? Oh. <laughs> Hey everyone, yeah. I'm here. Yeah, this is a game that I'm looking forward to. I'm looking for. I don't know if I care about why there's no humans, but I just want to walk around in a human world with no humans as a deer. You that sounds cool. I just want to walk around in a world with no humans. That'd be nice. <laughs> you can right now, Ben. Yeah, just go down to Rundle Mall, mate. <laughs> oh, but they're there. I can smell them. Just come to my shop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cool. oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Brayden, what are you looking forward to besides Dan's crumbling? Um, no, don't look forward to that. What are you looking forward to? Less. No, I, I've been supporting Dan. I've been buying some comics on his, the store. Oh, have you? Um, when? Yeah, from the online store. I, I oh, ordered two oh, comics. caught out in a lie. End of last week. <laughs> oh, I probably didn't send it out to you. That's all right. <laughs> it was probably Ross or someone else. Yeah, it's all good. Um, I am looking forward to, this is polar opposite to uh, Night in the Woods. <laughs> Um, this is humankind. Um, it's sort of, this was that one. Oh, that, Super Saiyan Goku. I mean, God, it Jesus looks that Christ. way. Um, so this is that one that it had a reveal trailer at an E3 or, so, or something where it was that caveman DJing and producing music in a space shuttle for no reason. Were you that was, high? I don't remember seeing that. No, so legit. So this is an actual reveal trailer they did where it's this caveman like djing and then it showed like two like two seconds of like game footage and then they were like humankind and no one knew what it was i was looking at footage for this tonight trying to work out what even this game was hey yeah so um if you think about uh things like sid Meier's civilization yeah i don't um, think about them ever yeah exactly (laughs) so it's not for everyone i mean it's a strategy game 
but like it, this is basically an indie developer sort of doing their take on it and it seems to have a bit more of a story element to it or at least a, a like create a character and build it up yourself rather than in Sidmai's civilization you're taking people from ancient history at, like leaders so you'll play as Egypt and you'll play as pharaohs and Cleopatra and all that stuff um, whereas in this you're creating your own people and it's just I'm interested to see how it goes because it's I'm seeing a similar situation to what City Skylines had with SimCity where SimCity sort of like had the market on that done and then this is kind of coming in being like hey we're doing a new thing so that's that's my one I'm looking forward to a bit different oh Sega <laughs> it's a Sega game how weird <laughs> yeah, I know. Who would have thought Sega had a game in this day and age? I didn't think they still made anything apart from, like, you know, pachinko machines or something. Oh, no, no. They, uh, they're they always making mistakes and failures. They're making that quite a lot. I didn't think they made anything. Failures and mistakes. Anyway, Braden, sorry to hijack your talk. No, that was it. That was it. That was it? Cool. Hey, speaking of hijacking, do you know what's really good at hijacking y- your ears? This. Dan versus the world. <laughs> there was no That's way right. I was getting changed it's, quick enough then. It's time for Dan versus the world, our video game jukebox guessing game. So for the rules, let's see if I've been doing this for almost three and a half years now. I'm still no good at it. But I have three games from video games history or video games future. Who knows? I could be tricky. Uh, I will play the first five seconds of the first song. It is then up to Dan, who represents Dan, taking on Team Floppy and Team Brayden, combining their powers combined. They are Captain the World. And it's going to say of- how hot this like, this section looks with my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they'll take it, uh, take turns backwards and forwards, trying to guess the game. Um, they can ask any question they want besides, oh, what's the name of the game? Because I've heard that so many times. I'm going to deduct points if it's ever brought up again. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, Floppy. Uh, after five guesses, they will each have an opportunity <laughs> to guess the game. If they get it right, they get a point. If they get it wrong, they don't get a point. Uh, You can guess before you've uh, had the first five questions, but if you get that wrong, the point goes to the other person. At the end of last round, we had Dan on nine and the world on 14, mainly because Brayden is a a Superman at this. Yeah, last last round, I sort of had my way with it. You did. You what? (laughs) You you had your way with it. What is your way? It was consensual. So, All right, here so we go. The, re- the reason I was going to say as well, the reason I wear these pink glasses is because I can see the chat, but I can't. I'm, I'm very blind. I can't see the chat. So please, if you're in the chat and you do know what it is, don't put it in the chat. But if you do put it in the chat, I won't be able to see it anyway. So I'm not cheating. Okay, here we go. Song I never number win one. anyway. <laughs> Hold it up to the mic better. Yep. Okay, dang. Question number one. Mm, does anyone know what it is? Um, not, I'm not asking the chat. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I, was like, I was asking Braden and, and um, do you guys know what it is? I have bloody no idea. Um, is it what genre of game is it? Uh, it is a side-scrolling platformer. Right. All right. Uh, or what? is it a Metroidvania? No, 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 it's not. 
Floppy, do you want me to take this one? or? I've got a question. Yeah? Have we talked about it on this show? No, not this show. Dang, Suck, question number sucked two. Sucked in. Sucked in. You don't know what it is. <laughs> That's the hack. That's the hack question. <laughs> what What was your question? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> what is, what, what, what? What console is it on? Uh, the Super Nintendo. Super right, Nintendo. I should have guessed that. Hey, like you could... world, <laughs> world question number two. Go, Braden. Oh, God. Um, so a side-scrolling platformer type on an SNES. Wow. Wait, um, yeah, no, that narrows it down to 470,000. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, uh, what, what are you playing as in this one? What's your, uh, what, you're, what are you in control of? You're playing as a little chimp, little monkey who has a oh. hat. Can I wait? A chimp? Yeah. Is it uh, Donkey Kong Country two? Because you're holding yes, up two yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Amazing. Yes, it is Donkey Kong Country two, the best Donkey Kong game. I'm just updating. Oh, man, I can't even see any of this stuff to update it. Why am I in control when I can't see? I thought Diddy Kong was the best Donkey Kong game. It is. Diddy's Conquest. Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Conquest. Ah. Okay, here we go. Song number two. Oh, that was, yeah, great. Damn. Right. I know that tune, but that's Question not number the one. version I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what what company did it? <laughs> Sega. I'm trying to. I've, I. I mean, I, it's obvious what it is, but what is it? Yeah, yeah. you got to narrow down what you're doing in it. Um. What, Question number uh, one, world. What uh, what uh, bad guys are you facing in this one? Uh, all of them? I what? Think, from memory? I don't oh, know. As in like what bosses or enemies? Yeah. That's how I interpreted it. Like, yeah. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a stab on this one because really? like, you don't know anything about this company and the only thing you would know about is stuff I've streamed. <laughs> What even do you mean? <laughs> and that tune was way too, that was way over 16 bit. Is it Sonic Generations? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't like no, the two, fact. Two for two. I don't, li- I don't like the fact that Dan has worked out my limits. I, yep. I'm not a fan of this at all. Okay. Just Nintendo your, games. He knows your process. <laughs> it's either SNES, something so modern that Braden will get it, or something so <laughs> that Dan has done recently. All right, fine. Song number three, and we'll see how you guys go next week. Is it my question? Yeah, you go first. (laughs) (laughs) Console is it on? Uh, This is on the PlayStation 4. 
Just only on PlayStation, PlayStation 4. 4. PlayStation 4. You said what console is it on? I said PlayStation 4. World, question number one. Floppy, you had a question? Or? What genre of game is it? It is a fighting game. All right, fighting game. PlayStation, yep. what was it? PlayStation 4 or 3? Yep, 4. 4. Um, question number 2. Uh, fighting game, without trying to give anything away, If what was the question I could ask? What company makes it? Capcom. All right, gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> World. All right. Um, Raiden, your question. Uh, Floppy, you want to ask another question? I'm trying to think of one that will narrow it down a bit. But not too know, much? Like, not too much. Yeah. Um, is it... Is it the original version of the game on the PlayStation 4? Ooh, good question. Yes, it is. Dang, question number three. Sounds like the world knows what it is. Crunch time, baby. Uh, I'm just going to guess it because um, I know it's a Street Fighter um, and it's a modern one. And I just can't remember what. It's also that. the original one that came out on that console, remember? Which is something that Floppy just said. Yeah. I'm just trying to remember what number it is because I can't. Uh, is it Street Fighter? Dan, 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 Dan. Five. What? Yes! Five. <laughs> oh. For a second there, I was thinking Dan was still so blind that he couldn't tell how many fingers he was holding up. <laughs> what? I was, ju- I was just showing Dan how many questions there was in Dude, the whole that's, the, Can the we just knowledge that I just got it? I just got to stra- Oh, Floppy's out. He can't handle it. He just can't handle the truth that McGinnis. Well, insult- maybe next time Floppy needs to align with someone who doesn't insult my game knowledge. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll keep a yeah, tight he- lip next time. Is Floppy there? Yeah, Are oh, you back? Good, good, good. Um, um, I feel pretty good about that. I haven't had a, a flat run in a while. Yeah, clean sweep. They, they were all flukes as well. I just guessed like yeah. the, the Diddy Kong. The I thought it was just Donkey Kong Country one. Not not, then, not too hard to get a, a flat run when you're getting fed the answers. What do you mean? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Floppy's lost everyone, but it doesn't matter because you're still in the lead. Dan is on twelve. The world is on fourteen in this season four of Dan versus the World. Dan, take us to the happy place. The happy place is. What do we go to after this? Just back to normal, uh, the, the outward screen. Just the main screen. Oh, no. Yeah, here it is with it's all our things. <laughs> hey, everyone, we're back here to sign off from the show. We've been Hack the Dino. This has been our critical path and is the 96th time we've done it. That's right. Four more shows and we hit the big 100. Don't know what we're going to do for that. Don't know if we'll all be alive. Stay tuned to find out. <laughs> but, do some housekeeping because I finally got the ads working. Okay, so you can follow us when we're not suspended on youtube.com backslash Hack the Dino. This will be going up there very, very shortly, all stitched together and very, very very, uh, you know, not ruined by rain and technical be, issues. So you can see it there. It'll be very linear. It'll be good. It'll be great. So if you could head on over to youtube.com backslash hack the dino, subscribe, ring the bell so you know when we're not banned anymore, and you'll get notification of lots of little videos that are coming up. We're changing the way the YouTube channel looks. You may have noticed that if you've been there recently. Uh, so subscribe, tell your friends, get your friends to subscribe. Just help us grow because we're going to come being 
be coming back there very, very strong, very, very soon. You may also be watching us over on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash hack the dino, which is where Dan primarily streams his games on Sunday. Dan, what are we streaming on twitch.tv backslash hack the dino this week? We are streaming Friday the 13th, and it is going to be a uh, a group stream, so Team all, Dino. All the all of us are going to be in it, and a couple of other guests because we don't have enough people in Team Dino to, to fill up the whole thing. Um, so Friday the thirteenth, someone's going to be Jason Voorhees. There's going to be five counselors that are going to get reamed. And here, here's a uh, here's a fun little game that you can play at home while watching us. Guess which member of the Hack the Dino team is going to be very very scared. Yeah, I am not going to be handling this very well. <laughs> when, we test, when we tested it out the other night just to see if, if it would work, it, Floppy was pretty scared, eh? It was great. He I was, had you soiling yourself a little bit. He uh, he was hating it, though. But, like, because you, when you play as Jason, you fully play the part as Jason. Like, you try and scare them. Like, because the more you scare the characters in it, the more they become easier for you to find as you go on. So you actually have to scare them first. So, so that's over at twitch.tv backslash hack the dino. But if you don't like looking at our faces or looking at our garbled internet gibberish, uh, you can listen to the podcast over on Spotify, over on SoundCloud and available also on iTunes. If you could leave a review there as well, five stars, again, tell your friends, it helps other people find us. That's what we're trying to do at the moment. Get more people's eyes and ears and mouth and nose all around us and our word holes. Ew. Uh, we've also got an exclusive podcast coming up very, very soon. In fact, launching next Friday is the very first episode of Retro Trigger. It's a podcast where I interview people about anything in the realm of retro. Uh, as long as it's 15 years old, we can cover it and we take deep dives. Uh, the very first episode I can reveal here exclusively is with our very own Floppy, and we're talking about the history of the Super Nintendo because Floppy got his very first Super Nintendo ever the other week, and we're going to talk about it, and we're going to talk about the games he should get, and we're going to rank them, and it's a good old time. So make sure you subscribe to on SoundCloud or iTunes or Spotify to hack the dino to hear the retro trigger. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to housekeep some of my, my new podcast as well. I was about to say, time yes. for your pluggables, Dan. Um, so I've started up a new podcast with my friend Jen from Shintokyo, um, and we are doing. It's going to be on. I'm not quite sure when it's going to be. The first episode is getting recorded this week, and it's a horror, a movie horror podcast. So we talk about. It's the same as this, but horror, and it's only audios. It's co- and it's called Terrorvision. Terrorvision right horror podcast. So um, I'll I'll post about that once I get some content, but. Um, It'll be, it'll, it's going to be great. It's um, it's going to be very much like Braden's podcast, which he's probably going to talk about now. Braden, yeah. Um, so we actually had Dan on a episode of Millennial Movie Talk as a uh, guest. Uh, it was one of the longest episodes we've ever done because <laughs> yeah, we were just talking forever, uh, which was great. It was great fun, but um, it's it's a long one if you want to go and check it out. Um, Millennial Movie Talk. Um, we were over there. Normally, we talk movie news and reviews and stuff. Uh, the news is a bit light recently, so we've just been doing random questions and topics, and we've just started. We're now going to do a bunch of tier lists of like things being S rank, A rank, B rank for a bunch of different franchises. I listened, and stuff. I listened to your Avengers one. Yes, how did you feel about it? Uh, I, it, yep. it to That's me, the like uh, the Marvel films are like S or D. There's nothing in between. <laughs> like to no me, middle ground. Yeah, but yeah. Um, they're, so either, we, they're either Endgame, Thor. 
Ragnarok and the rest. <laughs> just everything else but yeah um so that's over on uh spotify and itunes and soundcloud winter well soldier is pretty cool youtube as well it's winter true. soldier is... iron man 2 iron man 1 winter is it, soldier gonna... is it still good iron man 1 or is it one of those things you just remember being good but if you go back now and look at it you're like oh, nah, yeah. it's still it's still solid it's still you're, solid you might have to uh go and check out our tier list and see where we put it that is true um, that is true all right so yeah. i are you gonna invite me back on your show um, yeah you can come back on Sick. Can I come on your show this Tuesday? Yeah, well you can and then you can hype up your podcast as well. What are you gonna what are you gonna watch this week so I'm not out of the game? Uh we <laughs> Michael picked for us to watch on Disney Plus uh Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Oh that movie is sick, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna watch it and come. Oh look at the floppy. Bedknobs and Broomsticks <laughs> is a like a buddy. A, a has nine Mary Poppins. It's like it's not very good. I've never Mary Poppins. What so. floppy? Floppy, you want to plug some stuff? You know, yeah, maybe something mate, that we'll a... do together, and I don't, not invite I don't... anyone because we're cool. <laughs> I don't have my own cool podcast or anything, but I am. Uh, Why not? I am appearing on Retro Trigger with Ben, talking about my very first SNES, which is really awesome and cool because I've never owned one in the thirty years that they've been out. Um, so check that out. The other thing that you can do is jump over on Instagram. Uh, have a look at Floppy Plays Games, where I'll pop up uh, posts of recent game pickups, things I've been playing, stuff like that. Cool things. Hmm. Cool. All right. We've been Hack the Dino. You've been you, I hope. If not, you should probably see someone about that, like a cardiologist. I don't know. Uh, thank you very much, <laughs> and we'll see you next time. I love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.